All right, here we go. Welcome back. You are listening to Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 10, I think. I got confused last time I did this and tried calling it out. Um, I think we have on today kind of a unique mix, uh, something different than what I've been doing in the past. And obviously, if you listen to the first one, you know uh, part of the why for this for me was you know, to be able to share my stories uh, for my kids in the event that I'm gone. And so today uh, on episode number 10, I think we have guests number eight, nine, and 10, which is kind of unique. Um, for the first time, uh, the lovely, beautiful, uh, and rocking my life, my wife, uh, Miss Jennifer Heinrich, is on the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> She sounds thrilled. Um, so, yeah, and then, uh, you know, some good friends of ours. We are actually not even in our in the normal spot I do this, so hopefully this comes out sounding good. Um, some of our good friends, our neighbors, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. No, uh, they, uh, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Jim and Renee Swerble. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, we've got some nervous Nellies, I think, right? Um, which is understandable. I think everybody who's been on this for the first time always has a little bit of apprehension, um, which is normal, um, but also not a big deal. We can, we'll get through it. We're going to have a good time. We're all having a drink. What are we all drinking tonight? One of Renee's world famous margaritas. Skinny margaritas. They're amazing. Award winning, if you will. <laughs> Captain Coke. <laughs> Captain Coke. All right. Yeah, and I got about four fingers of these uh, angels envy here on on tap tonight. So yeah, let's get into it. No, I mean first, Jim Renee, introduce yourselves. Tell tell the world who you are. All right. Hello. Um, I'm Jim. I um, I don't know. I guess I'm not like long walks on the yeah. Head. I do. I like. Uh, no, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty straightforward. I'm 39, I guess. I work at Target. Um, Target. I, tar- I work at Target at, head- at headquarters. No, I don't. I don't bag groceries anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into more about me, but that's just my that's just my shell, I guess. What What about you? <laughs> I'm Renee. Um, I am the older one, Cougar. Yeah. Um, There's a cougar uh, in the car. <laughs> Who put that in there? Um, I <laughs> work for a um, local health care organization um, within a people experience team. So I lead the, like a talent acquisition operation team. I was going to say, what the hell is a people and experience team? So as... We evolve in like the talent acquisition space. We are looking at our people as people and not human capital. It's much more of a person-oriented mindset that our organization and a lot of other organizations are leaning towards. So to see more of a, a human versus human as capital, but more like their talent. So we recently transitioned to a people experience team. I'm also a hockey mom. 
Mm. Newer hockey mom. Mm. So I'm definitely learning the ins and outs of the sport. Um, We're definitely getting into that tonight, <sighs> by the way. I don't even know. Um, and then Best sport ever. <laughs> I married into a hockey family, so I'm definitely learning about that. Um, and then on the side, I, I'm just kind of a self-proclaimed like health and fitness nerd junkie i love to learn all kinds of stuff about how to stay healthy kind of like with jeff's idea about the podcast is i want to be around for my kids as long as i possibly can yeah i mean feel free to give yourself a shout out on this follow me on instagram blah 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 yeah what is your uh, what is your instagram on that or don't whatever it's up to you (laughs) all right moving at renee sorbel r-e-n-e-s-o-r-b-e-l Good Follow stuff. me. Good stuff. And then, uh, you know, last and but definitely not least, um, my wife. Well, oh, she's shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jack. Um, so I am a mom of two beautiful children. Um, Jocelyn and Jackson are the loves of my life. Um, I also am a previous stay-at-home mom who just went back into the workforce uh, in the past year. So that's been a change. It's been fun. Um, Yeah, I enjoy animals. Love all animals. Uh, Enjoy hiking. And... um, (laughs) What's that? Long hikes in the woods. Long hikes in the woods. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that about sums me up. Selling yourself short. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, but no. So yeah, as as Renee mentioned, part of this for me is just making sure that we're we're able to tell our stories. So um, I guess I'll turn it over to you guys first, and you know, share a little backstory on how you met, how you got here, like what's how did that all come to be, right? And again, so like obviously this is partially for my children, but again, it's a platform for me to allow my friends to share it with their kids as well. So, you know, take this opportunity to kind of share it with them in your own words. Oh, dear. Because okay. I know your kids, they're not going to ask. I doubt it. <laughs> Just basically. No, no, no. Um, we've told them. So we met at Target. We both worked at at Target um, in Champlin, um, I opened the Champlin store. Um, it was some 19 years ago now, um, something like that. Yeah. And um, a year after I was there, um, you came there, right, about a year after? And um, so I worked overnight. I was an overnight. Um, at that point, I, was, I think I was just an overnight team member. Um, I went in there to get a daytime position and they told me they'd give me two dollars extra to work overnight and I was like okay I didn't have any responsibilities no kids no I didn't really have any responsibility and so um, I just wanted to make as much money as possible and I worked overnight for I don't know like four years or something Um, and so a year after is when I think I met you for the first time Um, you were I can't remember what you were doing you remember what you were doing Started as soft line, so I ran the apparel and accessories area of the store. Straight out of college. Yeah. She was thought she was a big deal a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get we'll just get right into it. I mean what's changed? We'll just hear right? <laughs> Nothing. Not a lot. 
Not a lot. <clears throat> so, um, interestingly enough, we did not get along right away at all. Um, I think I was on record a few times saying that I really disliked you a lot. <laughs> you were... Ah. Mama yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there was quite a few after work conversations with my now mother in law saying how much he disliked me <laughs> and how annoying I was at work. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was very, I've always been very, I've always been very like, um, um, I don't know. I feel like I, yeah, I guess you could say strong headed. Uh, strong willed. Um, but I'm very like, I've always been very passionate about like what I do, like each position that I've had. Um, I've had a number of them at target, obviously over 19 years, I've been into a lot of stuff. Um, and so I was, I was very good at, I would say I was very good at what I was doing. Um, and when there's always leadership change, it's, you kind of got to redo everything. That's you a gotta, challenge. Yes. You got to. It's a threat. Yep. You got to adapt and you got to, you know, I, I know now we call them change agents at Target. Um, mm. <laughs> you kind of roll with the punches a little bit. And mm. back then I did not want to. I was very strong headed, I guess. Strong willed probably wasn't the wrong word. I was probably strong headed. Um, and you wanted to change a lot of stuff that was working well. And I didn't appreciate that very much. So, <laughs> we so what was the, what was the thing that. <clears throat> took it from that well two questions one what were your initial thoughts Renee two what changed it (laughs) what what moved it from Jim um I did not like her (laughs) to where to where you're at now so I came into the store as an associate store director basically so I came in as um kind of like one of a few like second in commands in the store. So I came in in a leadership position and he didn't necessarily have the title, but he had the background and and he had the respect of a team, but he wasn't there yet. Um, And I was working day side at the time. So I actually didn't have a lot of interaction with him at all um, for the first year. Um, during, you know, when I would come in in the morning and he'd be wrapping up his shift at night, we'd kind of like see each other on occasion, but it was more just, that's an overnight team member. He's and you, probably, were be- you were better than him. Probably my age. <laughs> right, is like, that what you thought? Like, he works overnight, um, he's a second class yeah, citizen. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not going to lie, There's defi- there was definitely a, like, he's, an, yeah, like I was a young, like smart ass know it all like I was (laughs) and I was just really good at what I was doing and I like I would say I probably challenged authority a bit when I was younger sure who didn't I think um but in the scope of like where we were she was not my like I'm very big about understanding like um you know, like direct reports, right? So like at Target, we have a hierarchy, but it's, you know, if she's not my direct leader, I don't have to answer to her. And that's, I'm, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in not, not saying anything terribly bad about you that you probably, <laughs> I haven't said before, but I think your thought process might've been a little different where like I am who I am thus, right? Like I had a boss, 
And if it wasn't reporting to them, then I was reporting to Kevin because Kevin was the actual store leader. And that's kind of how right. I operate. I sure. go from mine to the, there's no in between there. I've never, sure. I've never been very good at yep. like, you know, who do I go to after this person? I just go to the top. Like we just yeah. have that conversation. Yep. Um, and plus I knew him for a really long time, like before you even got there. And so, um, shout out to Kevin, by the way, cause he's amazing. Shout out. Yeah. Just a, just all class guy. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's why we probably we butted heads so much because you, I, we just didn't, we were, we were very different people. I was a very different person. She abused person her power. She, I, you did not <laughs> like the abuse of power. Yeah. I did not. No, I did. Yes. Correction. Yes. No. So he's kind of jumping around in the story a little bit. I know. So I was working day side. Eventually I shifted to overnight. So then we were on the same shift. And so that's where the headbutting actually started is mm-hmm. we were working more closely together. He had his legacy way of doing things, his set way of doing things. And I challenged that and had different ways of looking at it and thought that I mm-hmm. could make it ru- have the operation run more efficient, more productively, and he didn't like that. <laughs> I, I disagreed. Did it work out? <laughs> Was it more efficient? Did your changes in get implemented? Some, in some ways it wasn't. In some ways it wasn't. Like that that role was where I definitely learned the most. Um, during that time, he got promoted to a leadership role. Mm. Yeah, it was about a year after that. I think it was before you were. It was before you it was were there. Right as I was coming. Right. <clears throat> and so for me, like I, the whole process behind it was that I like built. I mean, I built like the boxes that the product go into. Sure. And then I filled those like boxes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like it was, it was nothing. And then we built it into something, right? Like, and it's, it's uh, not a lot of people get that opportunity. A lot of people go in and get a position in a store that's already done. Right. Um, and so when you do that, now I've done it three times. I did it three, mm-hmm. three times. Um, you just have a, the, the team itself, the core people are different than just your normal store people right because you've all built this this amazing thing and you know when you see it kind of running the way that it should run um it's like a feel-good thing and sure there's inefficiencies in all so operational like in it like it yeah. was your thing that you built and i was coming in and disrupting the flow i would mm. say that so what so <laughs> what moved you from like what was the change I guess it's more towards Jim. Sure. Right? If, because you started out yeah. in one, having one direct thought about yeah. it. So, like, what, what changed for you? <clears throat> um, I mean, it wasn't until after, where did you go after Champlain? You went to Brooklyn Park, right? So, she left the store. Um, and I think we were text messaging for a little bit. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. Um and then it was like on Fourth of July, I think you were with her. She was with her friends. I was with my friends, and we were just like kind of texting back and forth about like wanting to like, I don't know, like I think it was like along the lines is wanting to be with each other during the Fourth of July. During like you were like you know I don't know I can't remember who you were with. It was probably what Carrie, I would doing? assume, and yeah. yeah. And so I think it just evolved where probably we weren't working together anymore, sure. right? So like there's no I didn't see her every day. Yeah, I didn't. You know what I mean? There wasn't any, there wasn't any like. Which is 
wild considering you're married to her now. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I you don't, see her every day. Right. Now I see her. Now I can. Now I can. Now now she can challenge me on other things, and I don't have to lose my mind. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I think along the way, like as we were working together before I moved on, there was just a mutual. Like respect. Respect that was built over the ideas that other that each other had. Like I, I you know, kind of got over myself a little bit and saw that the way that he led the team and the way that he did his process and, you know, how he got things done was not the worst way to do things and probably was working <laughs> out a little bit. And so, like, I definitely had to, you know, put my pride on the shelf a little bit and take a step back and allow myself the opportunity to learn from people who, you know, were on my team versus me telling. It's just Beneath you? Like, is that what you mean? No, I don't mean that. <laughs> I mean, like, I think at any, any leader, I think, has a time where they kind of feel like, oh, I'm going to, you know, rule the world, uh, not rule the world, but, like, I'm going to be the best leader out there. And I think at some point they, any good leader, I feel like, has this moment where they're like, I don't know everything and I need to learn from the people who have done this from a lot for a long time and actually listen to what they're saying and learn something from them and help them get out of their own way or sure. whatever that is. And that's sure. what happened. Yeah. And I think to be honest, I think I might've not, and this is going to sound terrible, but I think I might've been tool for you to like engage in the team more because I had like, I, was working with them. It was a core group of people that we were with yes. from the opening of the store. So like, again, being like being the, being a change agent where, you know, change leadership changes frequently at target. It's 18 months for most yeah. and you get a new person in could be 18 months at the high director level. It could be yep. at the store um, assistant director level, but like it's changing consistently and it might be somebody, you know, that was in just a different area and now they're in your area and they're your leader. And so sure. <clears throat> I think you probably used that opportunity to be able to like have, you know, that buy-in from the team through me because I like had their buy-in beforehand anyways. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, again, I think that, any leader is going to recognize who your key partners are that you can help drive just processes with and teamwork with. And you were that person. But I also think at the same time, like relationship wise, we were both mid 20 somethings mm -hmm. working overnight. Like right. we didn't have a ton of other people in our circle who work the same hours we did. And because of that, we just bonded because we're not we were options. kind of <laughs> like, I, just you know, kidding. like we were just working kidding. the exact same schedule. Yeah. Not a lot of people right. our age work that kind of no. schedule. And so it was just kind of a commiseration together to be like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Like we, right. we got to yeah. work when everyone else is sleeping or partying. Sure. And like, that's what we were what people our age were doing and mm -hmm. so it was just kind of like you know through those times we just kind of latched onto each other that way so so what was the when did you both kind of realize this is the one <laughs> did you have one of those moments or not <laughs> mine's not gonna be as good as yours <laughs> 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 
that I ha- I think it was just we were together for five years before we got engaged. And I had continued to go move up in Target, and I had eventually moved away to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, or got, I got offered a, a position to run a store out in South Dakota. And I think one of the biggest kind of decision factors was, you know, I, I got the call, hey, do you want to go run a store in a different state? And my first my first reaction and my first thought and statement back to my boss at the time was I got, I got to call Jim and talk through it with him. Like, mm-hmm. so just my boyfriend at the time. Sure. But like, that was someone that I was like, I need to consider, I need to take his person, you know, yeah. perspective and do right into this whole situation. And that's, I think that's probably what happened was like, if we can make it through this, you know, cross state, relationship Distance, yeah. then mm-hmm, then we're probably gonna sure absolutely make it last yeah because you you were out there for a whole like a year and a half before i went out there Correct. so i was going i stayed here um and worked um i was at the maple grove store at that mm-hmm. point i think um and so i was going to college like i decided to stay here and go to school mm-hmm. um until basically up until we got married and then moved out there but um, yeah, I think mine was probably a little bit different. Uh, and I think it, I think it extends from the fact that I disliked you so heavily right away. We <laughs> feel so good right now. <laughs> but it's like, it, you think about that, somebody that you can't stand to be around, like mm-hmm. legitimately. Sure. And then I know it's, I'm just touching on your heartstrings right now. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, it's the only person that you want to hang around. You know what I mean? Like I'm with right. my buddies yeah. having a great time and I'm texting her all the time. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not, you know, like I don't, I would leave to come hang out with you if I could, you know what I mean? Versus do all the dumb shit that we, that me and my buddies used to go do. Right. And like, right. I, I probably knew then that it was more than just like, you know, like kind of girlfriend material. And this was probably well before even like, the thought of engagement or yeah. anything came into play. It was yeah. more like, you know, I, I'd had girlfriends and it it just wasn't what? the same. Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, just a few, <laughs> just a couple, only a handful. Did you know that, Renee? <clears throat> uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might have run into a few of them. Um, I like a lot of them. Well, they're nice they're people. Pick, I pick good ones, guys. I pick good ones. <laughs> Shout out to... Just kidding. I'm not shouting out. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, don't do that. No, no, no. But, um, but yeah, I think that's probably when it was. It was just, a, it was just a, a time frame where I just would would not... Would be okay with, like, you know, dudes I've been hanging out with for my whole life. Guys I grew up playing sports with and just be like, screw you guys. I'm out. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. meet this girl at. Sure. Somewhere, you know what I mean. There's you had to go see about a girl. I gotta go see about a girl. That's right. <laughs> sick line. That'll sick do line. it. That'll do it. Um, that's cool. That's cool that you kind of went from that spot, yes, to where you are now, which Very is different. which is super exciting. So now I'm gonna like, I'm gonna kind of force my wife to talk here. Yes, and she's yes. she's grimacing, <laughs> but you know I, I've I've you know I've obviously brought up. 
um, on Rocky's episode, you know, that he introduced me to her. But yeah, so I, I'm going to let her tell it in her words, kind of, you know, <laughs> a little bit of our story um, and kind of what her moment was when she realized, like, this is the guy, assuming she still thinks that. I don't know. <laughs> she, might, she might have a change of feeling after after doing this. Well, if you can't tell by now, I just love having the spotlight on me. Um, so I was um, good friends with a girl that was dating Rocky, who uh, you've heard from previously. And uh, she told me to come down and meet him. So uh, I did. Rocky, that is, not Jeff. She didn't tell me anything about Jeff. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we went down to Fort Knox, uh, Kentucky where they were stationed in the army and I was planning on meeting her boyfriend at the time. Um, and I remember specifically we get together and we're going to go out to eat and Rocky and Lindsay was her name, uh, get in the car. And so I go to get in the back seat (laughs) and they're like, why don't you go ride with that guy, Jeff? (laughs) Like, why would I ride with a strange man. (laughs) Um, It's good alerts right away. Little did I know that they were setting us up. Um, They had talked to Jeff previously and told him about me. And so he was in on the plan. Um, I was the only one that wasn't. Nice. So, uh, yeah. um, It always feels good. Yep, yep. (laughs) We all kind of hung out that night, and then um, a few weeks later, I think, a week later, a few weeks later, Jeff texted me and asked if he w- I could... I think I called you. You called me? I don't know. I was texting so. a thing back then? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Texted, called. Maybe. It wasn't at the same time. It was, but it wasn't. Okay. So, called, texted, I don't know what you did, but um, you contacted me and <laughs> asked uh, me out on my first date, and... Uh, that was your first date? With you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're my first. <laughs> um, <Sorry>. and, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so then it was after that it was love ever since. I, I enjoyed our first date and yeah. So what what uh like tell me first impressions of Jeff. So you you oh. have no idea, you get in the car. Yeah. Like let's Okay, hear I'll this. tell you. <laughs> I'm excited. So I was very much into like preppy douchebags. <laughs> back okay. then. Good honesty. Appreciate that. Um just preppy guys, you know, the little Abercrombie Fitch guys that were back then. Um so that's typically who I dated. Athletes, Abercrombie guys, just not not good news. Um, and so when I met Jeff, or when I saw Jeff, I thought of, I thought of, <laughs> this is good. Oh I thought he looked like Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wild. So wild. He just, he looked like he was rougher looking than any of the guys that I did. Have any hair? And he didn't. Jeffrey but he didn't. Long. No, but hair. not in the army. It was oh, short. Army. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Army cut. It was about Jim's length. Army cut. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, it was okay. short. It was short. Um. Yeah. So I just thought he was kind of rough. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
that was my first impression. <laughs> um, so what changed? Yeah, what like what was the? You said two weeks. It was two weeks after that. Mm-hmm. So like, what was the? Why, why the second chance? I guess after the first. I chance? honestly have no idea why. Oh. <laughs> Boredom. I, I honestly don't know. I, oh I, sh- for, no no seriously no for the first no 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 no. Can handle this. Yes. that's true. You can. <laughs> so, she was bored. Fir- you know, <laughs> I, 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 to this day, could not tell you why I said yes um, to the date. But I did, and I'm glad I did, because he's an amazing person. And I found that out on our date. Like, sure. I, I still specifically remember him, like, messing with his beanie. And <laughs> he was sitting at the table. He took me out to, get this, Applebee's. Yes, <laughs> my man. My Applebee's. Man. Was our first She's on the same page as you right now, but I understand where he's coming from. There so, weren't many options out there in Fort Knox. It makes a lot of sense to me. It's okay. I mean, it was easily the nicest restaurant in Radcliffe, Kentucky. <laughs> it was. It was. So it was, you know, classy. Um, but yeah, I remember him just messing. He seemed nervous messing with his beanie while we were talking. Um, was it that? Was it the hang off the back of the head beanie, or was it no. like a skull kind of? I'm trying yeah. to picture you right now. With yep. And he just kept okay. kept messing with it, with it, kept fidgeting. <laughs> yeah. um, you loved her. Well, I mean, you look, loved she's, her. She's, she's a smoke, right? Yeah. I was a little nervous. Yep. Like, I wanted to impress her. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, I came off like a fucking nervous wreck, which, <laughs> you know, is super. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good story now. It's a good story now. But no, I mean, I so like, I'm I'm always curious. Like, did you have. Because I have one. Because um, it wasn't all, I mean, you, you say like it was, you know, it's been love ever since, which is very sweet of you to say. But, um, you know, I what was it, six months, I think, before we were like really like got serious-ish. Even that was kind of like, because eh, I was always kind of planning on leaving. Um, but like what was it for you? that took it from, all right, he's fun and I'm, I'm not bored anymore to a serious thing? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if there was like any like specific time. It was just getting to know you. Like you were just a very laid back, kind, loyal, trustworthy person. Like you were just... Yeah, I, I just, I trusted you and I felt like we just connected. We kind of balanced each other out. Um, very opposite <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, but we connect, but we're the same in the the deeper issues, like the deeper, you know. The important stuff. The important thing. The, only did, the important stuff. Did dating an army guy freak you out? A military guy? No, because I knew he was going to get out of it. Okay. So that was a conversation you had really early Yeah, on. he like he told me he's getting out. So that actually okay. early on, we kind of thought that it would just be just fun mm-hmm. because he was planning on moving back to Minnesota oh, yeah. once he, he got out. Yeah, she gave me an ultimatum at one point. She was like, I'm ready. Like, if this isn't going to be serious, like it's over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm out, mm-hmm. at, you know, in November. Like, I'm going home. So, I guess bye, <laughs> right? And you know. So what did yeah? What happened? 
How did it you know, go I don't from, like, know. peace out, I'm leaving, to, hey, we're going to spend yeah, forever together? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what, um, I don't know if there was a moment, but, I mean, it was probably a month later, maybe six weeks, maybe two months, I don't know. How old were you guys? Like, well, I was, I'm a senior citizen. I know you, I know um, you're old as dirt. She was a child, but, right? so, no, uh, she was 20, I was 26. Right on, right on. Yeah. So, um. 19. It was 19 when we met. When we met. Oh, jeez. That's still legal. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No. It, well, especially in Kentucky. I think you can, <laughs> you can do anything I think you, you can marry them when they're like 14 down there. <laughs> and if your sisters or brothers. Oh, no. Just no, I'm just, just kidding. 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 We love kidding. you, Kentucky. Love the state of Kentucky. <laughs> Shout out Great Kentucky. bourbon, good horses, all those things. Um, <laughs> no. But, but yeah, it was like six weeks to two months, somewhere in there. And I just, I texted you or no, because texting, I didn't do that. Like I called her. You wrote her and out. I you just wrote told her, her I missed her. <laughs> and I want to, like, let's hang out again. And kind of, like, we committed, like, I committed to, like, being in a relationship with her then, even though I even though I was still planning on leaving. Like, mm-hmm. I told her, like, she knew that at that point, but I was still planning on leaving. But we were going to, I was going to try to make it work after that. So <clears> you were going to do a long distance thing, too, potentially. Well, we did. You need, oh, you did. Yeah, like... Oh, see, we have that in common. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. So you left. Yeah, I left. Oh, I didn't know I that. I went back home. Um, I was there, oh, God, six, eight months. Uh, and in the meantime, like, took a job with Cargill. And I was running or in training to run a grain elevator in O'Neill, Nebraska. Nice. Which is the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Sounds awesome. And God, I hated it. I hated every second of it. I found out I'm highly allergic to corn dust. Oh, no. Uh, and when you have to be, like, cleaning a grain elevator, it's quite possibly the worst experience of your life. Um, and there were, you know, I had other, like, things that I hated about being there, aside from, like, being, you know, 27 in a town of 800 people by myself. But she came out to visit. Um, gosh, when I was like six weeks into the job and when she left, I like, when she left, I knew that I was going to marry her. Mm. I was like, I can't live without that girl anymore. And so it was literally for me, I think it might've been three or four days when I quit. Oh, wow. I was like, I'm fucking out. I called everybody I knew. I was like, I need a job in Kentucky tomorrow. And one of my one of my best friends from college, Ryan Holly, he was working at Wells Fargo. He's like, I got you. And he, like, recommended me for a job. I moved down there. I fucking moved in with her mom and dad. Oh, wow. Not a great experience. Um, just because you're an adult, right? And you have to go, like... We've been there. We know Live that. in, you know, their parents' house and... You know, love her parents, but we butt heads a lot. And at the same time, like, we were just living a lie under their roof. Um, And so it was just like, I got to get out of here. So, like, instead of saving money like a smart person would do, I was like, well, I'm going to go into debt and go get an apartment and get the fuck out of this place. (laughs) Yeah, no, so, like, for me, that was what it was. It was just, it was just a, you know, a short period of time of, like, being away from her and seeing her again and realizing, yeah, no. She's, she's it, you know, there's like, there's no, 
Like, what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. And I've always been a little bit of that guy. Like, when I see something I want, I just go do it. Um, which is a bit of a contradiction with respect to this because I've, you know, I've said on this, like, I've wanted to do this for years and years and years. I've even had a mic and the ability to do this, but like stared at it for a year because I was just so fucking nervous to put mm-hmm. this out. Sure. Um, but with respect to, to her, I just knew like, look, like I can't wait any longer for her. Gotta go. And so that was how long? So like from, from dating to engagement, like what was that timeline? We were, yeah, we were probably a year into dating at that point. Oh, wow. And so then I moved back, and we were probably dating another year, 10, 11, you know, somewhere in there before I proposed, and then it was another year before we got married. Is that like a sweet story, like proposing? Do you have? Is that like a cool deal? <laughs> Why do I get the mic? Because you have, because well, it's your experience, it's the, ex- it's the oh. experience. Yeah, yeah. You can tell the story of the radio contest. Yeah, so... Um, as far as the engagement was concerned, um, I was working as a bartender, um, at a local family restaurant still and in Kentucky? still in Kentucky. Okay. So I was going to school. I was, I was in college. Okay. So that's why I couldn't go anywhere. That's why Jeff came back to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was working as a bartender and he calls me and he's like, I won a trip to Nashville to stay at the Opryland hotel over the radio. Let's go. And there was like a snowstorm coming that weekend. And I was like, he's like, we can, we can leave tomorrow. I think is what you said. And I was like, well, I, if there's a snowstorm, yeah. why can't we just go another weekend? You're so logical. <laughs> you know? He's like, no, we have Plus, to go today. Jen hates the cold. So <laughs> she's like, I'm out. <laughs> okay. right. And uh, you know, granted like a snowstorm in Kentucky is like two inches Dusting of snow. Of snow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, um, you know, for everybody that lives in Minnesota, it's like, what? <laughs> That's not a snowstorm. Well, that was my thing. That was my thinking. It was like four inches of snow. Right. I was like, guys, this isn't a big Nothing. fucking deal. Like, we can go. Right. Like, why are we concerned about this at all? So, this like, wasn't a story. This was an actual this, thing. This like, happened. you actually won a thing. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, she can finish it. <laughs> he was just trying to get me down there. <laughs> nice. That was his story. <laughs> to get, that was his story to get me down there. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, reluctantly, I went with him <laughs> down there. It's like, I got to work on Saturday. I know. I was like, I have to work, Jeffrey, I, oh, and there's a snowstorm. <laughs> like, I got plans. Like, I have plans. Call off. I don't care. He was so adamant about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we drove through the snowstorm um, to the Opryland Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's where he proposed. <laughs> Like just in the in the room? Or no, did you take like her somewhere like a- special? <laughs> like what happened? Like no, let, let's been. get into okay, it. So if you've never been talk to me, yeah. don't talk to them. <laughs> Give me the girl version of what happened. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever been, it there's like I don't know, it's a cool hotel. They have like a gondola ride and it's a massive resort. Like they have a freaking atrium that's like twenty football fields. Oh nice. Like a botanical gardens, a boat ride. Okay, so you did it All right. All this shit. Like, you did it's it a right. Big, it's a big hotel. And there's a couple of them like around the world. Like this one's just called the Opryland. But yeah, it's a Gaylord resort. Mm. If you've ever stayed at one of those. Anyways. Yeah, so it was very nice and fancy. And uh, so yeah, he took me on a gondola ride and then 
we got off and he proposed. Nice. Mm-hmm. He was nervous. Of course, it's a nervous time. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Were you were you nervous because you thought I'd say no? No, not at all. I was. I think anybody like it's just it's it's why you get cold feet, right? It's just like mm-hmm. this is a big deal. Yeah. Even though like I knew it was the right choice, like it's still just yeah. nerve wracking, mm-hmm. right? It's it's gonna affect the rest of your life. And you want it done right, like you want to do it. You yeah. planned it. Like we don't plan a lot of stuff. No, but God no. When we do it, you yeah. want it to be right. Well, yeah. and I and and I planned it haphazardly, right? Um, <laughs> it again, like the whole radio thing. It all came up like. And I've, I've mentioned this, like, with Rocky, like, he's the most generous guy in the fucking, on the planet. Um, and he's always looking out for others. But, you know, we were talking one day, and he's like, what's going on? And I was like, well, you know, I bought Jen a ring. I'm trying to figure out how to propose, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, he's like, I'm going to wire you 2000 bucks. Go fucking make it happen. That's awesome. And, you know, he didn't have any money. I didn't have any money. Um, but he did it. And I actually didn't notice. And, oh yeah, and so he wired it to me, and I was like, "Where, where the fuck can I go quickly? Like, because I got to make it happen, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to let him down. I don't want him to like wire me money and like not do anything about it, <laughs> which would just be a dick move, you right. know." And so he did that, and you know, I was like, "All right, man, like here we go," right? Because he knew I was like, "When when you're in the army, you make zero dollars." essentially mm-hmm. right like you have nothing um and i you know yeah we just we we were broke as fuck right and i think he had just like re-enlisted and he just sent me part of his re-enlistment bonus which <laughs> is fucking baller move, That's awesome. right um you know i'll forever be in debt to him for that but yeah so it was just like very last minute and i was like here's right here's what we can do i can go down there shit there's you know four to six inches of snow coming who cares I'm from Minnesota, snow don't matter. Right. Right. And so uh, I came up with some bullshit live <laughs> winning a uh, hotel room on the radio. That's and awesome. She fucking went. You got her. So, yeah. Got, I got her. her. I got it. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Was there, when he was proposing, was there like a, oh shit, like this is happening moment? Because Because you know? I distinctly remember when Jim proposed being like, Oh, this is, this is like the thing. Like this is like the moment, right? Like, was it that way for you, or you, yeah, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like the he was acting so strange, <laughs> yes. going down, yes. and the fact that it was so, you know, abrupt. Yes, uh, yes. He just he was so adamant about getting down there, <laughs> like you know. And then we we were there, and he's acting different. He's acting kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of anticipated it. Okay. Um, at that point. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember anything I said? No, because I think <laughs> I feel like, honestly, like it was just kind of like, holy shit, he's right. You know, like I anticipated, yeah. even though I anticipated it, it was still like, holy yeah. shit, he's he's proposing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did you yeah. ever think twice? No, absolutely uh, not. No. <laughs> no. No hesitation. No, no hesitation. Give me that ring. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. I need that ring. No. Um, no. I I was very confident in you and excited. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, what about you guys? Like, what was your? What did you do, Jim? That gave Renee the oh shit. Yeah. This so I we had a similar kind of situation where it didn't go as planned. Um, 
there was there was well, we were at first we were in <clears throat> separate states well right and so I was coming back basically every other weekend because yep. i oh sorry didn't yeah. want to stay out in south dakota by myself <laughs> and i wanted to come and see him so we just happened to be i just happened to be back in minnesota for the weekend yeah and we i mean i obviously a same situation. I planned for it. My best friend, um, still to this day, um, we kind of talked through the whole thing, what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. how I wanted to do it. Um, she was a very, um, I don't know if you can say this, but like Lake Calhoun, I don't know what's called now, but I don't know if we can say Calhoun anymore, but, um, she, yes, thank you. So she was a very, that area type of person. We would go there. Um, you know, we'd, we'd go out there and hang out. We'd, um, and so, like, my whole thought process was, was I wanted to do it do it somewhere that I knew she wouldn't un- think that it was weird, right? So no mm-hmm. no weird sure. feelings that would happen. Uh, so no impromptu he, he, radio. No, no. The no. opposite of what you <laughs> <laughs> No big lie to take me some random place. Yeah. Right. It was just like, hey, let's go do this. Like, let's go, you sure. know, let's go down Lake sure. Calhoun and let's let's uh, walk around the walk around the lake, sunset, you know, the whole the whole nine. And so if you've ever been to Lake Calhoun as it gets closer to the nighttime, it gets a little sketchy down there. Right. And uh, hair. Yeah. A hair. Um, I don't worry about stuff like that. Um, but she, f- she freaks out about stuff like that. Like it's, v- she's a very like, you know, s- aware uh, of the surroundings. And she's again, I'm like a maple grove, like, you know, now Rogers. I'm just a very like, I'm just a, I grew up in the sticks. Okay. I'm just, I'm just like a very like, I'm, I, you know, like I went to the city and stuff, but I just, I'm never, I've never been worried about like things. I see people, I don't like think, you know, oh, whatever. And so she's just very conscious about, you know, uh, maybe a little nervous about stuff. And so we are, we get down there. Everything's great. We're walking around the lake. I'm like playing up this whole, like my knee kind of doesn't feel good type of deal. Cause I'm planning on getting around to where the sunset is coming, like playing the whole thing. We're going to be on the opposite side of the lake. Sun's going to be like on the deal. It's going to be perfect. I'm going to get wow. down. She's not even going to know what's happening. Right. Um, the whole time she's like, we need to get out of here. It's getting dark. It's getting dark and it gets weird down here. Like it's going to be, there's like my knee hurts. I'm like, hurry up then. Let's go. <laughs> just like, like seriously like that. And I'm just like, you know, like I'm trying to find this perfect spot without like giving it up. And I got like the ring in my pocket and sure there's some things happening around us. And so I'm like ready to do it. My heart's just, you know what I mean? I'm it's For sure. I'm nervous. Right. Totally, Absolutely. And I, and I knew she was going to like, I knew she was going to say yes, but I was just, it's the, it's the moment. Um, and so I'm like getting ready to do it and she is pushing hard to get out of there. And as, so I was like, fine, you know, like I'm going to audible, we'll just go, we'll figure something else out. So we come walking around back where the car is and there's this guy laying in the middle. Nice. Yeah. Like, and people, there's like three, four people out there and she's like, I told you there's crazy (laughs) stuff happening. And I was just like, okay, we need to get out of here. Right. Mm. So busted plan a, um, and then I was like, okay, where can we go, right? Because I didn't want to go back to Maple Grove. Sure. You know, we hung out there all the time. Like, yep. that's where we went places. We went to Maple Grove. We didn't really, like, we would go to Maynard's um, down in, um, 
wherever was Minnetonka. Minnetonka, yes, that that was yeah. like her scene. Um, but I was like, we're we're around here. What's around here we could go to? And it was Sebastian Joe's. Um, we had been mm-hmm. there once, maybe twice before that. Um, and Great so they have this. Cream. Yeah, they have this little. Bomb ice cream. Yes, they have this little nook in there. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. and. It's like a cute little alleyway that they have set up with tables and everything like mm-hmm. that during the summertime. Yeah, there's yep. maybe four tables in there. And so we go and we order our stuff and we're sitting in the back of the back. And there's maybe three or four other couples in there. There's some people standing out probably waiting for a table. And so I knew I wasn't going to get another chance. And so I took the ring out and I will never obviously live this part down because I did not actually get down on one knee. Mm-hmm. We were sitting side by side. On the, I know. I know it's. She's we're shaking sitting her side head by more. side. It's because your knee hurt. Yes, my knee hurt. Thank you, thank you. High, hard eye roll happening right now. And so, like, I had pulled the, you know, and every, everybody behind me knew exactly what was happening. I don't know, like, everybody's watching. I don't know if they were just paying attention to us, but they knew what was happening because people were talking, and all of a sudden, it just got super quiet. And so then I like obviously asked her to marry me, and she said yes. And people were in the background like clapping. It was one of those oh, like moments. Nice. Um, and so we'll always have. Sebastian Joe's in the back corner of the table. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, sweet. Side note, when I got my ring back to be resized, then I made him get down on one knee and give it Uh, and and say it again. Did it eventually. After a fight, he did not want to do it. I mean, like the, and it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. Like I didn't not do it. I was just, we were literally like, we were in chairs, right? They had like sides. And so I didn't want to, I, I knew she would know it if I like kicked the chair out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so it was just like I had, I had it and I was like under the table, like open the box, you know, like how you see yeah. it, and, you know, and I just kind of, kind of held it right there. And she like looked at it, like kind of how you were saying earlier. She was like, holy shit, like, you know, this is happening. And yeah, it happened. Were you trying to figure out a way to get down on a knee? So it, I, well, so the whole day, <laughs> While the whole sitting. day, no, I yes, know. Yeah, but the whole like, day I was, but not in that moment because at gotcha. that time I kept thinking to myself, like my mom knew, sure, my best friend knew. Yeah. Everybody knew. Everyone knew. I think so I told probably my sister, it. like I knew. And if, and if it didn't happen by the time we left, yeah. someone was going to blow it. Correct. Right. Because like I had talked to your dad, not your mom. Like I went to mm-hmm. his work. Um, he worked at uh shear brothers lumber yeah. at the, uh, down by, uh, uh, Valley fair. Right. Um, so I went in and he knew it right away. Like, cause I, I mean, I just walked in. He was just like, yeah, here yep. we go. Like, this is it. Right. Um, and so like a, a lot of people knew. And I think if we would have went any longer than that, I would have had to like plan and it something would have went terribly sure. wrong. So sure. Yeah. Your dad knew for like two or three weeks. I remember asking him and it was like, gotta, you have to ask him. It's like, so why did, did you feel like you wanted to ask her dad or did you feel like she would want you to ask her, her dad? No, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't think she would have cared at all. Like, honestly. Like, maybe she, I don't know, she's shaking her head. So <laughs> She's in thought. Maybe she's she in would deep have. thought right now. Maybe she would have, but I don't know. Like, I, 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 I know, you just know you're supposed to do that. Right. And That's what you learn. It's like a respect thing. Yeah, to not do that right. would... Yeah, just being like, I don't respect that guy. Right. 
at the inter- all. So how did that conversation go? Right. And before that, the interesting part about it is, 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 is the, the answer wouldn't have changed anything. No. Like wh- whether it would have been no, you can't or not. Like the answer. I Correct. Been, yes. Yeah. yeah. It had been no. Right. You know, then it's like, wow, fucking Romeo and Juliet. I asked like, you. I asked out, you. Like, I did my job. him again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no. I mean, it was, it was a good conversation, right? Like it's probably the only time your dad and I have ever gone out and had a beer. Nice. Um, yeah, we were having a beer and, you know, we we're just hanging out and I don't know, after 20 minutes or whatever, uh, prior to engaging in political talk, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I asked him and he was like, I knew that's what this was. And absolutely you have my blessing. Couldn't be happier. And, you know, couldn't have asked for a better guy, you know, for my daughter and blah, blah, you know, all the, all the good things, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was it's what you expect. Right. I, I, I don't know. Like, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't have imagined, I couldn't imagine being in a situation and asking that. And it not going that way. And it not going that way. And I think most people that think it might go that way don't ask that question. They probably right. just bypass that whole thing. 100%. And then they deal with whatever happens after. Yeah. 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 No, like, I feel like your dad has always liked me, you know, and I've, I've always liked your dad. I've always respected him. Um, I don't necessarily respect all of his opinions about things or anything like that but i've always respected him you know as a as a man and you know a father you know so you always have to i, I don't know you just you have to right mm-hmm. and you know if somebody asked jocelyn to marry her without right. asking me they'd be in a fucking coffin <laughs> so, it'd be the wrong move yeah 100 yeah. percent. so you know it is what it is but yeah what about you like yeah, I mean, he knew right away because I didn't, I mean, I'd never been to his work before. And it was, <laughs> and we had been, uh, again, we've been dating for a while. He was very, like, he's a great, like, I mean, we've always got along. Sure. Um, he is the guy that you see out there that will stop and talk to every single person that he doesn't know. And right. he'll shake hands. He'll like, look, he'll like say hi to little kids. He's just like, when you put Santa hat on, he's like Santa Claus. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, he's sure. just. Legit. Yeah, like he's just he's the he's always been that way. Yeah. Um, and so I knew it was gonna be super easy, and I knew he knew why I was there. Yeah. Um, so I remember he's got big old mitts, like his hands are big, and I just sure. remember him like coming in and like you know we're 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 like not huggers, but you know it was like a handshake and then into a hug type of deal, and then he knew sure. I didn't even have to say anything. He just sure. said, "I know why you're here." Like, and I'm super excited, and I don't That's know why awesome. it took so long, and like, and not not in a bad way, but we're like for five years, yeah. yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. It wasn't. You guys two, two years before you got engaged. Yeah. So he was he he Roughly. knew yeah he knew <laughs> two ish. She's yeah. shaking her head. She's like, maybe, she's like maybe. No, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't it was nineteen when we met. We got engaged when I was twenty two, and then no, married. yeah, two, yeah. two some two plus. You were enga- well, yeah. I was married when I was twenty three. You were just about to turn twenty, like when we met. So that timeline tracks. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, again, I thought, you know, like I knew even if I wouldn't have said anything to him, like, hey, you know, like Mm -hmm. I wanted to marry your daughter, like he would have, I mean, I would have, obviously I would have done that. It's the right thing to do, but he would have been fine either way. Um, Sure. I just think it's the, it's the right thing to do. Sure. I feel that way. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, we're all married. Mm-hmm. We all got engaged. It's kind of how it works, right? Yo. Um, Kudos to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout, shout out, out. Shout out us. Congratulations. Congrats to us. us. Yeah. 
big pats on the back. We're all still married. I think that's the, yes, that's that's the pat on the back, this, right? In this world that's that we live yeah. in today. That's that's the that's the trick. Um, but no, so like, obviously, like, I mean, you know, no disrespect to people out there who get married and never have kids, but I think that's kind of the natural path, right? Is eventually yep. you plan on having a family with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a little fun, like, asking some of my friends who've been on who don't have kids, like what they thought they were going to, what they think they're going to be like as parents. Mm. So like, if you can remember back to before you had children, what did you think? What, what were you, what were you hoping for? Right. As parents, right. Like, did you want five kids, 10 kids, one, did you want a boy and a girl? Did you want all boys, all girls, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, how did you think you were going to be as parents? Sure. Like, what were your what were your thoughts going into all of that? You and obviously, yeah. Um. Well, I grew up in a family with three kids, so I have an older sister and a younger brother. And I, um, growing up, I always looked at the families that had four kids as just I don't know. I just admired their families like they were just and me I don't know if it was I had I admired how big their family was or just the people that were in those families were just very kind people so I just admired them as people but for whatever reason I had always thought four like I want four kids I remember remember you saying four yeah always had wanted four um and I wanted (laughs) naive little me wanted it to be like boy girl boy girl yeah, and, yeah, you want to plan. Yeah, you wanted to plan family. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. work that way. <laughs> you know that I'm a type A personality, personality, and that's what I that's what I wanted. Um, and so again, we were we got married, and then he moved out to to South Dakota with me, and we were out there for a year. And I think as soon as I as soon as we got married, my goal my career was to get back home as fast as I could back to Minnesota mm-hmm. because I knew that I wanted to start a family. Sure. And I knew that I didn't want to start a family without a support system. Like okay. I wanted, Yeah. I wanted my parents around me. I wanted his parents around us. I wanted my friends. I want, I, I just wanted to be home and, and establish our family there with support. Um, and so we, we waited and we went home and we bought a house and then we got a dog and then we found out. Shout out Shelby. Shout out Shelby. (laughs) Best dog in the world. She loves a good scratch. She does. She does. She's a beautiful nine-year-old golden retriever. She's the most perfect dog on the planet. Um. Hey. (laughs) Dave has some words he would like to share. Just kidding. Um. But I knew we, I, I think together, but more so me, he was like, you know, whatever, we can do it, you know, whenever we want. And I'm like, no, I, I want to be home. Um, was it right, was it close to right after so you? Because you guys were together we five got, years. So we got married in July of 2011. We moved back to Minnesota in August 2012. Bought mm. our house in November. Got Shelby in May of 13. And then we're pregnant by the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. And then Jameson came around. Sure. April 2014. Okay. So you wanted four, Jim? Uh, two. Two. Always two. So I grew up with three as well. Um, older sister, older brother, youngest, obviously. 
Um, but we similar similar stories. I think um, we just we didn't have a lot of money. My parents got separated when we were younger. Sure. Uh, my mom did a lot of stuff for us. Um, yeah. She worked all the time right. um, to make sure we could do all the things. We could play sports. My sister could dance. Yep. Um, I mean, she did all the. Th- I, I as a parent today, I can't understand how she had sure. three kids. No yeah, yeah, and like you know, it, it's. It's it's crazy to even think about, and so, um, yeah, I always wanted to because I just remember you know her wanting to do all the things for us, but having to go and sell plasma, sure, like weekly, and yeah. give blood and like shout out Jim's mom, yeah, like shout out, literally the most amazing person ever, yeah. sure. And so you know, a lot of my parenting things come from her. Yep, not saying anything bad about my dad, obviously. Um, you know, the younger years. I remember I have very yep. great memories of him and, and, and things, um, you know, that he did. And he came mm. all, to all the sports stuff. Um, you know, he was there. and um, But it was, you know, she just, she's just a, a total, like, another level parent. Um, mm-hmm. And most of my stuff that I do um, really comes from her. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least the things that I try to do come from her. Um, and so two, to me, seemed like the right number because – even if we struggle a little bit, we can still get them to do the things that they want to do yeah. without, you know, it's hard as a parent to say no to something cause you can't do it. Right. So hard. Like we couldn't figure out like at first, like rent, right. Like how we were going to pay for our house. Like we, I think we, we didn't overextend ourselves, but we wanted, we, we moved in and we were comfortable and then we got a dog and then we had a kid mm-hmm. and then it was like daycare cause we both worked. Yep. And then it was, wow, how are we going to pay for daycare? And then it was, you know, like, as they got, or as he got older, then, you know, we had another kid. And it was like, how are we going to put two kids in daycare? Like, sure. it's freaking expensive. And so I can't imagine doing that with three kids. Like, I sure. just, the money that we put out for the two of them was yeah. just crazy. And yeah. so. What about but you? you say that every time. Yeah. And then and you make it, work. It, it works. It works. His, his, and. Um, reasons for always and only having two kids has always been financial stability. Sure. Always. Jeff, that was Jeff's hesitation mm-hmm. with our as well. Because yep. like, I, well, I, I, yes and no. That was what you always told me. Well, right, but I originally wanted five. Five kids? Yes, but he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not. I mean, can you imagine having five kids, Jeff? No. Like right now? No. Right. Not at all. When she would say four, I was like, great. Like, I don't even understand how you can even, like, support that many kids, especially being people that work, right. both people, you know. I mean, we'd have made it work. Well, of course you would have. Right. 100%. Um, yeah, no, I originally wanted five. And so, yeah, like the, let me, uh, I'm going to throw, what did, what about you? Um, I guess, I mean, I didn't think about it too much, but when we started thinking of having kids. I thought we'd have three. Yeah, and I guess I didn't care. I, th- I guess uh, I kind of wanted a boy and then a girl and then a boy. Until we had Jackson. Then you wanted boy, boy, girl. Yeah, no, sorry. That's what I wanted. Boy, boy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, no, like, yeah, so I wanted five. You know, and I've shared this on here for if you're listening. And then... We had Jocelyn, and I got sick, and, like, all my thoughts turned to leaving my family behind, mm-hmm. and they're fucked. Yeah. 
right? And so I didn't want to do that again. Or I didn't want to do that to them, to her, right? right? Is to put them, because, you know, she, Jen didn't work uh, when, when our kids were younger, obviously. And it's not that we weren't okay, but we sacrificed, right? Like we sacrificed um, the future, you know, yeah, retiring, like whatever, in order for her to be at home with the kids, right? Like, but we knew that, right? Like we Mm -hmm. knew, all right, the, you know, if you work, your children have to go to daycare, right? Like that you guys had to deal with, right? Which, you know, is a sacrifice of your kids are, being raised by somebody else. Essentially yep. being raised by someone else. Absolutely. Hardest thing Super as hard. a parent mm-hmm. to yeah. decide. Ever. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and so the benefit for us was, you know, she was she was able to be with him all the time. The drawback was her career professionally, right? Like, essentially just she has to restart. Yeah. It's, you know, you can say pause, but it's, I mean, it's essentially it's just a restart. 100%. When you're out of the workforce for eight years or six years you know it's you're restarting yep right um and so she 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 just has to restart versus you know staying in you know getting a promotion or two in that time frame right. and when they're out and you're done paying daycare you're making x times right. x 100% right like yeah we we sacrifice that which will affect us long term but the short term was our children were cared for by her every single day um but yeah so it was it was just that that struggle of and i probably wore it too much i know i did um of just like feeling the pressure of like geez like gotta figure this out gotta make this work you know i need to take another step i need to do x i need to do y i need to do z whatever that may be to kind of for myself to professionally get ahead and I wore a ton of stress and it affected the shit out of me clearly. Right. Which I feel like you tend to wear a lot of stress. Like you, you get stressed out easily. Absolutely. Whereas I'm the opposite. Like it takes a lot to stress me out. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely like, and you know, you've, and I've, you know, and I've said this, like you've helped me like get out of those situations um, you do a good job of like noticing like when I am fucked up in my in my brain where I'm just I'm in a bad spot, you know, drinking too much or you know I'm I'm not talkative or whatever. Um, she's laughing because we had a conversation about this last night. Um, everybody is because it was it was just, had uh, the mic on it last was, night. It was a, yeah, it was a fun conversation. No, but she's always done a good job of like trying to pull me out of those situations and like help me to not think so negatively because as you were saying, right? Like you always make it work. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to work. Like, don't think that you're going to be fine. Everything will be okay. It is what it is. Like just one foot in front of the other. But I was always such like a, if, if things aren't like planned perfectly, if you don't have X, and that's probably why we took so long to have kids, right? Is like, we wanted to have, you know, we wanted to be at this status financially mm-hmm. or in this place, you know, with respect to like a house or whatever. Um, and just enjoy our 
lives. Yeah. Yeah, no, we did. We always had that plan, right, of, to, like, enjoy our marriage. But I, I, yeah, no, like, I always wanted to be ready. But at the end of the day, you're never ready for anything. No. Right? Especially so, something like that. Yeah. It's a life changer. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's the same with this. For me, like, doing this was, like, I always wanted to feel like I had a message I wanted to put out there, and I wanted to do this, and I wanted to make it relevant or whatever. And, um, you know, we're, this is essentially 10 episodes in and from the first episode to this, it's gotten exponentially better just from the conversation from, um, probably the production value as well. Right. But just (laughs) all of it and it will continue to, right. You just, you have to take that step. Right. And so I'm a, I'm a bit of a weird cat in that respect. Like, when it comes to situations, right? Like I knew she was the one had to go because if I wouldn't have, I would have spiraled. Oh, for sure. I know I would have. I mean, I was going through a keg every three weeks in O'Neill, Nebraska. It was essentially just a super high functioning alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And just living in a pit of misery to, all right, got to go. And it would have gotten worse had I stayed. And I knew, and I know that. And that, and, and sadly that's just, unfortunately how my fucking brain is um if i don't move right away i get yeah there's a phrase i'm gonna say it poorly um yeah i can't even think of it but where you just if you don't act right away you're you're never gonna act right i i i fall into that sometimes too much and so she's always done like it doesn't go yeah paralysis by analysis there it is thank you thank you Renee um yeah so like she's always done a good job of trying to pull me out of that and does a great job of pulling me out of that so yeah I always wanted five and then we had Jocelyn and (laughs) we love Jocelyn yes she's the best we met we met Jen and Jeff when Jocelyn was little <laughs> she was we, the cutest, the cutest little girl, cutest little girl, cutest, cutest. With the largest attitude. Oh my gosh, on the yeah. sassiest. <laughs> we could hear Jocelyn. We, we, we live. <laughs> we have we have two houses. We have two full houses in between us, and we could hear Jocelyn for sure from our driveway. Oh yeah, like from your house. Yeah, she's on the daily. I'm a patient person. She tried my patience. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did. There was. There was, I mean, we had conversations. I remember having conversations, Shannon, like, listen, you've, you've got to, like, you got to get past this because, this, it, like, I feel like this is hurting your relationship as, like, a mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. She was tough. She was just super hard to deal with as a child. And there was a ton going, again, I was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad had just, like, there was just so much wrapped up in that. And... I think, you know, she was probably, you know, exhibiting behavior that reflected the situation that we were in, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't helping. Thanks right. a lot, Jocelyn. No, um, <laughs> she didn't know, but, you know, that's just what you do as a child, right, is... She picks up. Yeah, she was picking things stress. up. Yep. You, yeah. Of all the stresses of all of us, you know, like, she was... I'm assuming you were stressed, like, dealing with all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you were... <laughs> You were really stressed, and I felt the weight of that, and then just the unknown of your medical situation and trying to hold the fort down. So, yeah, super stressful. 
Yeah. So, so anyways. So, yeah, one and five. You wanted three. How did you think you were going to be as parents? <clears throat> I knew how I wanted to be as a parent. Like, growing up wise, like, again, I had both parents until, right, mm-hmm. like my 11, 12 years old, something around there. Um, and, like, I'm... I always wanted to, like, I want to be there for all the things. I still mm-hmm. feel that way. True. Um, to a fault, almost, I feel like. Um, I have, I've, I think I've always been probably, like, a high-functioning, like, anxiety person. Um, it's just, <laughs> I, like, I've always been able to, like, until COVID area um, happened, it kind of changed things for me, but I've always been able to, like, what do you call it? Like car, um, compartmentalize. Thank you. Sure. Um, I've always been able to do that and like function, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect me in my work. It doesn't affect me like as a parent. Um, and I've just, I always want to be there for the things that they do. Right. Like, always. It's, I, again, to a fault, I would rather, when I go out with my buddies, I go with my buddies when they're, when the kids are in bed. Sure. I put them to sleep. Yeah. I go out and we watch UFC we watch basketball games, we watch like hockey games, whatever it is. But like, I feel a certain, like you were saying earlier, right. It's like, I want, I, I, it makes me feel better when I can do those things for them um, Mm -hmm. before enjoying anything that I want to do. And like, I don't know, like as a person, parent, like if that's a healthy thing, I'm not, I, I, I mean, it's different for every person. Um, but I just don't want to miss the things, right? They're only mm-hmm. little for, you only have them for a little bit in that stage. And then they don't want to snuggle mm-hmm. with you at bedtime and, you know, do all the things. And I never wanted to be one that missed out. And then five years from now be like, like, I don't, sure, you know, I wish I would have been able to do yep. stuff like that. Um, and so I knew I, I, I wanted to be good, um, you know, attentive and, and, you know, everything that you want to be as a parent. Um, but I feel like it was, you know, when they were younger, it was, I just, even until now, I, I pour more into that than I think I do anything else, to be honest. Sure. Um, well, I grew up, my parents are still married after going on 47 years. It might be 46, Wait, but that was a, never mind. Family, <laughs> family joke. 47 or 48 years. Sorry, mom and dad, I can't remember. Um, but I had always wanted to make sure that our kids knew that mom and dad's relationship was stable and they never had to worry about us being there for them. Um, which is interesting when he and I started dating, like I, I'm not going to lie, like in the early stages of our relationship, having him come from, um, a divorced set of parents it made me nervous like I Mm -hmm. just in general I was like is is that going to change the way that he feels about like a lifetime relationship like I didn't I didn't know right and so I just knew that I wanted to have a partner that was there forever and forever is a long time forever is a long time forever (laughs) and ever and I just wanted to be present like Jim said we grew up um not having a lot of money and our family like we stayed as a family and hung out in the house and like our family vacations were up to Duluth and (laughs) camping and 
um, I wanted from a really, really young age, I wanted to give my kids more. Um, not saying that my parents did a poor job. My parents did as best they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to give my kids more than that and show them more and be able to do things like take them to Disney World and, and go on vacations. And, you know, I just I just wanted to have them have experiences past what I had. And so I had always put the pressure on me, kind of like what you were talking about. Like I was the one that had the anxiety that I had to do more, provide for my family, have good grades, get a great job, continue to promote, 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 make more money, all the things. And that was all on, that was all self-inflicted because I wanted to Mm -hmm. give my kids everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wanted to be present. I wanted to be at every single hockey game. I want, like, well, mm-hmm. now hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out hockey. I wanted to be a hockey at, parent. At the time, I wanted to be at every single baseball game. What up? Let's go. <laughs> but now I'm a hockey mom. Um, you can come to Jackson's. Thanks. We'll be there. We'll be there. Good parent. Um, but I, I wanted to have family dinner. Like, I grew up having family dinners at the at the dinner table. That sure. was something that we literally had conversations about during, like, our marriage meetings with our with the pastor, right? Like, it was, oh. what are those important things to you? It was family dinners. It was mm-hmm. family vacations. It was, I wanted to put my kids and snuggle my kids to bed every night. I wanted sure. to... Um, like one of the big things that I know Jim and I both felt like is like we said earlier, we both worked retail, which meant nights, weekends and holidays. And I remember going through the first holiday with Jameson and handing him off to Mm. my mother-in-law and feeling like the worst parent in the world that I wasn't with my baby for Christmas and being, in two, basically two different head spaces yeah. for his first Christmas. Yeah. And, and I realized very quickly after I had kids that that was not something that I wanted to continue. And then we both left the retail side of our professions in mm-hmm. order to spend more time with them. Sure. And so that's always just been, I, I want them to know that I'm invested in them. I want to do homework with them at the you know kitchen sure. counter every night. I want them... I just want to be involved in their life and I want them Mm -hmm. to look back and say the amazing things that you do about your mom, (laughs) about me. Yeah. And I, I would, they will, I will say that they will, um, probably more about the stuff that you do than the stuff that I do. Um, but how about you guys? Yeah. Like same question. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a good question. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let you answer that first. How did you think you were going to be as a mom? Like, what did you think you were going to be like? <laughs> Mainly she's answering this cause I got to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep the waves going here, Jen. Let's go. Um, I guess I kind of thought that I would be like a very involved mom. And, um, I, I feel like I've, I am. Um, I feel 
Like I've been a big part of their lives. I've had, I've been blessed um, with the opportunity to stay at home with them, mm-hmm. to be around them 24 um, seven and kind of mold their little minds into what they are now. Um, yeah. Um, I also thought that I would be a more strict mother, like no shit type of mom. Right. <laughs> um, and I can be at times, but um, I'm probably more of the pushover than Jeff is. And I, I guess I kind of thought that I'd be more strict than I am. I would agree. With, I would agree with that. I don't, you're going to say something different, but I think I would agree with that. I feel like, I feel like, and maybe it's a dad thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like usually that comes from the dad, mm-hmm. the strict, the strict part. Yeah. To, for me anyways. And obviously yeah. everybody has different, you know, they were brought up differently, but I just feel like that strict part comes from the dad and not that the mom can't do it, but they're, it's almost like always like a good cop, bad cop deal, mm-hmm. right? You can't both be just hammering, you know, mm-hmm. someone has to, and you do this a lot when I'm not overstepping, but when I get to a point where I'm like in my, you know, I'm, I'll be having a bad day <clears throat> and, you know, Jameson will do something and I will like, like probably it's never too far, but it's short fuse. Short yeah. fuse. And so we all she, do it. <laughs> she does a very good job mm-hmm. of stepping in and like, yeah. Diffusing the situation. Calm down, calm down. And although most of the time in the moment, I don't like it. And I'm just like, don't, you know, but I'm just, I understand it. Right. Um, But yeah, you were going to say something about like strict wise, like parent parental. Um, I think Jen is, I don't think you're strict, but I think that your kids understand what your expectations are. Yeah. We were talking about you being strict when you were in the mm. bathroom. Oh, no, I know. I mean, just <laughs> first things first, shout out to me. I just peed and grabbed two beers in about 28 seconds. So, uh, I'm pretty proud of myself for that. No, yeah, but like, I mean, we've had conversations about, I feel like we did a really good, pat ourselves on the back here, um, of like understanding what we wanted. Uh, and I mean, I've I've told her, I mean, we talk about it all the time, like, that I can't be the bad guy all the time. Yeah. Right. And there are times when I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nope, this is you. Like, I'm out. Yep. I've done that, too. So, okay, so with that, like, there have been times where Jeff, there's things that bother Jeff that just don't bother me. Mm-hmm. And so he will kind of, it's usually towards Jackson, <laughs> will harp on Jackson about something, like, it's typically chewing with his mouth open. Mm-hmm. His his dinner table manners mm-hmm. um, can be improved. I don't notice them as much. I don't know if it's because I tune them out or what the deal is, but I just don't notice them. Because you grew up in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's acceptable there. Um, so when he gets upset, he'll harp on Jack, and then he's like, will you step in and say something? And it's like, it's not bothering me. So mm-hmm. why would I say something? I'm not going to, this is not my issue. And I but, understand that and I get that, but also like, I don't know if it's a unified front thing, right? Like correct. there are, there are times correct. where you might do that and you're, and I'm just like, like get on the same page. Like, right. not that I want him to feel like we're both, I think there's something to, you know, there being a difference. Right, where he would see that and be like, you know, like, okay, like, right. I know mom doesn't mind it, so right. I'll do what I do around mom. Right. And dad does does mind it, and so I might do it differently. Yep. But, um, yeah, I feel like there's, at certain things, the, the unifying front thing is, is, you know. It's important. It's, a, it's important. But, well, for sure. And I don't want Jeff to always be, like, the bad guy. You right. Know? 
Do you think that you don't notice certain things like that, though, because you, and please don't take this the wrong way, Jeff, but because you were at home with them and you saw them so much that those behaviors were just more normal and not, you you know, like because you fed them all day, every day, and Mm -hmm. he comes home for one meal. I will say, yes, I'm with the kids all day, every day. Yeah. And so, and you know, now I'm working and stuff and things have changed a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, um, back then, um, yes, I was with them every day. So I feel like almost like when he'd come home by the time the evening Mm -hmm. rolled around, I was, kind of checking out sure right. <laughs> you know yeah, like i've done um, it all day yes now it's your turn yes i kind of yeah zoned out <laughs> yeah. and, and um, so i think yeah. the opposite side of that is that he worked all day and now he comes yeah. home and it's like what the, you know what i mean where's my break right <laughs> but i also feel like it really it's just he is very he i mean table manners really bother yeah me. so <laughs> like and yeah i've talked about this with my brother and i mean like they bother me but <clears throat> Unless I'm having a bad day, they don't like bother me to a point where I have negative reactions. Like push you over the. I edge. just yeah, like that would be where I'm. I'm like just having a bad day where I like where I lose it. Um, but I bring it up every time. Sure. Because I notice it every right. time. And I and I don't. I think I might do the same thing. Like Jameson when he's doing things. Like I didn't grow up in a family that we are. We don't. We didn't. We didn't eat together. Their fa- her family mm-hmm. ate together. Yeah. Like we ate when we ate. Sure. Um, you know, my brother might have been gone. My sister was out. You know, my dad was at work or whatever. We just, you know, it wasn't a fa- it wasn't a family mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Um, but when I look at those kind of things, because we had this conver- at this exact conversation, and I told you how like when Jameson chews gum, like he'll come up sure. from behind me and he'll be chomping on his gum with his mouth open, and yeah. it just drives me crazy yeah, super annoying yeah and it's like a um it's like a you know like when you're at the dinner table or doing something like that even though i didn't come up that way i'm still like dude it's not polite to you know have your shirt yeah. up at the dinner table right. or be doing those things right yes. and so like i totally understand that yeah yeah but for i was gonna say like for me like my big things are jackson being a good brother to his sister Sure. That's where, like, I will lose my shit. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen um, you do that. Where I'm just not okay with him not protecting his own. Right. right? And that translates slash transfers to not being a good friend. Not, like, you know, I want him. Yeah, like, yeah. I want him to exhibit the qualities that I feel like I have, which might you know, whether that's fair or not, I don't know, right? Um, I don't expect him to, you know, beat the shit out of bullies and fight will, all the he fights. He will one yeah, day. he will one day. Absolutely. I don't expect it now. Right. Right, but I want to see him making the choices that are like, don't go down that path, you know, step in, right? Like, let, you know. Watch out for the little guy. Protect those that can't, oh yeah, gosh. like fight their fights that can't be fought, right? And, and like, in our situation, you know, we talk about it like, hey, like, you know, we all love Jameson, but Jameson's got some fire in him, yep. right? <laughs> and so when, you know, like, it's like, Jack, like, when you see Jameson, like, looking like that, 
help them out. Right. Mm-hmm. Step in. Like, just be a good friend. Be like, hey, dude, like, let's go over here. Right. What can, Divert like, his attention. Yes. Instead Something's, of poking at him. Yeah. Instead right. of, yeah. Instead Which of I think at this age on. they do because that's what Correct. they do. Like, it's not. just a mob mentality. Yes. And it's like, everybody's like egging it on. And it's like. Do yeah. you want to see what happens? Correct. I still want to see what happens today. <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys fight? Not yeah, fight. Right. When you guys. No. Argue. When you guys Absolutely. argue. I just sit there and I just like, I'll right. just, I'll pick at Jen a little bit right. and I'll pick at you a little bit. Right. But that's because we're adults. And yes. You know, like. But I mean, the it's day. the same concept for kids, right? Like right. they just, they don't know yet. They, and they will, but they don't know yet where that line is. Yeah. It's not until something happens that like. Sure. Then they start to understand it. Like we mm-hmm. talk about it. Someone's yep. going to get punched in the face and they're going to be like, ooh, can't do that again. Correct. Or maybe shouldn't say that again or, 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 or touch right. that again. I want to ask Jen again. From a mom perspective, I feel like there's a lot of pressure, real or perceived, for moms to be a certain way. Did you, like, ever feel like you needed to be, like, the Pinterest mom, the, you know, the mom that made all the school lunches and packed all the lunches and did everything perfectly? Like, did you ever feel that pressure um I mean I think there's always somewhat a little bit of that pressure yeah I mean for Mm -hmm. sure um I guess I I don't feed into it too much personally um I just kind of do my thing and then and I mean there have been moments where I'm like oh wow she she does all this and I'm only doing this you know or or whatnot but um I mean, it's hard not to compare yourself to others, you know, and measuring how you are as a parent. But, um, yeah, how, I mean, how about you? How do you? I have. It's one of the things that as I've gotten to know you, I've really admired about your parenting style is that you, you are not one for perception, mm-hmm. outward perception, mm-hmm. to compare. You're like, this is what. I want for my kids and my family and I don't need to be like X, Y, or Z. This is what I think is right Mm -hmm. and how I'm going to do it. And if someone doesn't like it, that that's fine. At the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Shout out, shout out, Chad. I I have just always, yeah. It's your family. It's your family unit. Right. Protect your own. Right. Like, I mean, we, we're all guilty of like, oh my God, but the Joneses have X. Like right. We're all guilty yeah. of that, right? right. Like, uh, you know, one of my, and we joke about it. Like, she knows this because I tell her all the time. Like, anytime somebody's going to come over, the house has to look like it's not lived in. Correct. Right. And my immediate Correct. response is, who fucking cares? Yes. We live here. Like, that's life, right? Like, why do we care if somebody thinks it's one way or another, right? And I, I she does a, she does a, she's fierce about, you know, this is our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as am I, right? Like, that's that's who I am, right? Like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if somebody, like, crosses that line, mm-hmm. for me, they're out. Right. Like, that's just the way it goes, right? Like, I don't try to make amends anymore. Like, it's just over. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll be cordial. I'm not going to, like, every time I see that person, like, you know, Give the bird. punch him in the face or something <laughs> stupid, right? But he's just out. Like, it's over. You're dead to me. And, you know, because 
this is all that matters at the end of the day. Like we try to, you know, we want to maintain relationships. We want to be cordial with people. We want to be friendly, like what, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, like Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out, like if you put that time and energy and effort into pleasing others, Jim knows where I, where I was going with that. Um, if you ha- if you have to put that time and energy and effort in pleasing pleasing others, you're taking away from something else. You only have so much of it. Correct. There's only 24 hours in the day. Right. And I would rather spend all my time and energy on my two children and her, mm-hmm. my dogs, and friends and people, family, and the people about. that I care about mm-hmm. than faking it for somebody that I don't fucking care about. Mm-hmm. Right. And. It's a fault of mine. Everybody knows it when I'm like that. She does a great job of hiding it. But behind the scenes, like, she's, she, you know, she's real. She's like, you know, it's exhausting. I'm like, well, don't fucking do it. Like, I tell right. her not to do it. And I do the same thing, and I think it's hard to, I think we're, we're not different, but it's not, a, I don't think it's a fault at all. You say it's a fault of yours. I don't think it's a fault at all. Like I think, I think being honest about <laughs> everybody, you are very similar in that way. I am the one out of the four of us that is the it's one. It's a fault that's... because everybody comments on it about me. Well, and again, like people know where they stand with me, right? Real they, quick. Well, they should. Right. Yeah. Like and, I, I, and I think I think there's I think that there's something about that. I think there's something about understanding coming into the situation what you're getting right you're not Where you stand <laughs> correct and you're not gonna be you know like i know that when we have a conversation like it's gonna be honest it's gonna be real it's gonna be no bullshit and that's that's what i appreciate in the conversation i don't like why waste energy right like how like faking something that ultimately is going to not matter at the end of the day. Like we want to have relationships, but we're going to not with everyone. You can't have relationships with everyone. It's impossible. And so, like you said, you want to be cordial and you know, like you want to be neighborly and you want to be, um, you know, family wise, it's the same thing, right? Like, like Renee's family and my family, we are, we do things very differently, but you know, like I, I stay, the same way on both sides, mm-hmm. right? And that's not always a positive thing, I don't think, but I don't want to not be that way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be different around certain people that I wouldn't be around other people because that's not who I am, right? And I don't want to be, I don't want to do that. And I know, Renee, like you, I think you just have such a kind heart and you want to see the she good nice. in everybody and you want to make everybody comfortable and 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 you're very sensitive and emotional about about you know yep. feelings and, and, and you know like I I think that's commendable um, but I do see where it would be exhausting exhausting it can be exhausting yeah <laughs> and we tr- yeah. like <clears throat> not like you know coach it up but like we've had v- very lengthy conversations about some things where like there has to be a point where you don't like expel your energy on that yeah. because it, it for you, it gets you into a position where then you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. That takes away from your kids. Yeah. takes away from me. It takes away from your job and it takes right. away from your other stuff, right? Your, your bit, your, your other business, like it impacts you in a way that takes it, that, that yeah. will take you out of that. I know. I think one, one of the things that I try to do though, like kind of getting back to the kid conversation is like, I want, 
to show the boys how to have compassion and empathy for other people and be able to see. And I think you guys were kind of getting at that, but like I need them to be able to see a person as a person and not just as the neighbor next door or the kid that like, I, I want them to go deeper with that person to understand them and see them as a, as a human and connect sure. with them. I don't want them to just like write them off. Them. Yeah. Like I want, I want them to give people a chance. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't not give people a chance. Like I, you know what I mean? You like, give people one chance. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, look, I'm, it's important. Right or wrong. I'm like, 42. what's your elevator pitch? Let me see yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's life. Right. It, you're not wrong. Right. I um, just give people a longer elevator pitch. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know if that's too many relationships or attempts to make things work with people and they never did for my part um and or just a realization of life's too short right you know and you've had a life event that puts you in the position where like you can say like Like, it's affected you in a way where life yeah could, could be find yours right right like find your circle find your you know, whatever that may be. Yeah. Like what makes you happy and put all your energy into that. And if it doesn't, don't waste another fucking second on it. Right. And I think that that's a big thing that we talk about is that like, she is very second and third chance, which that's, it's you. And it's one of the main reasons, obviously why I love you. And, but again, it frustrates me because I'm like you where if it happens once, it's like, you know, yeah, like you kind of fucked that up, right? Like right. it's, it doesn't, it didn't have to go that way, right. but it did. Sure. Um, doesn't mean that I'm never going to talk to you again. It just right. means that like, I'm not going to waste my energy on yeah. you, right? Like when the conversation is happening, I'm going to be having it with somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You might be there, but it's, it's mm-hmm. not something that's important to me. And sure. you, Renee, will always I, try um, to involve that, yeah. the, those people into those conversations. Right. I just think that people react in different situations differently and For sure. to give them For sure. an opportunity to grow or show a different side of them or show you that sure. I was just having a bad day or I made a bad decision or yeah. I talked to the wrong person or whatever yeah. that is like give me a second chance right. I'm, I'm for that because I feel like I've made those mistakes before and I appreciate totally. when I'm given that second chance totally totally that's the butterfly effect, mm-hmm. right, of, like, life. I'm sure I've cost myself opportunities and or relationships with people just because I cut them off. Um, but I'm not going to go back, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, like, look, like uh, a, a great uh, – I don't want to say a great example, but, like, the first time you and I met, Jim, like, we weren't best friends. No. When did you guys even meet? I don't know. I was just telling. Right, but like we weren't friends friends. No. For probably two years. At least, yeah, I would say at right? least, yeah, because you guys were here for a while. Yeah, and like it it was it was a slow process, but, you know, we didn't like 
say immediately like, well, we didn't hit it off. So that's over. Right. right. Like I'll, I always give people, uh, you know, like I make efforts with people. That's not a lot. I'm not going to put a lot into it, you know, but over time things just kind of can evolve with people. And yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to like sit force. there. I like, yeah, I wasn't going to try and force it with someone. Right. right? Yeah. And eventually it just happens. And now, obviously, like, if, if a line's crossed, something like that, like, that's over, and I'm never going to give that person the time of day, no matter right. what, like, moving forward, it's just, it's just over. Um, but I don't, I don't also put a lot of effort into trying to make everybody my friend. Right, and I don't think, I think that, again, the reason why things work sometimes is because people that are like-minded think that way. So, like, I am the same way, which is why... Maybe for the first two years, yeah. we cross paths and we see each other here and there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you guys probably knew each other before. I don't remember like the specific time. No, because we, we it wasn't like you guys came over and hung out at our house. No. You know what I mean? Or like, like at that, a party or something. No. like. Thanks for that welcome cake when we moved into the neighborhood, guys. I, Thanks, I, didn't, I didn't throw poop Thanks, on your door. I didn't throw poop on your door. Yeah, where are our cookies, Renee? You must have gotten cookies. I guarantee she brought you guys cookies. I guarantee it. Because she also had a map of like who the people are because I'm terrible with names. And so she would like she would like, oh, this person and this person, this person. That's funny. Because like I always I always just I'm used to, but now we know everybody. Because like Jen's like, this is so and so, and I like would nickname people. Like that person, that was the crazy one. That was the tall one. That was the blonde one. So let me tell you, one with nine kids. Right. So I am historically terrible at remembering people's names. I mean, the worst. The worst. So like, not being tooting my own horn, but like I knew a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. a ton of people, all different kinds of people. And so, we run into them all the time. And mm-hmm. I am, like, I'll just, I'll stare at somebody and be like, I know your face. I know who you are. I know sure. where you're from, but I might not, you know. And so, the whole, like, idea is, is that she will, because I'm terrible. She reminds you. She sure. Will, no, she will introduce no. herself. Oh, oh I, yeah. When That's I don't, a pro move. When That's I, a pro move. Yes, when I don't under, when I don't introduce her, she introduces herself and says, "He's terrible at this." I'm Renee, and you are You're right. Like she'll get the name, yep. and I'll be like, "That's take one for the team." She does take one for the team. Yeah, that's a pro move. And it, and, it, and here's the deal: it's not like I don't remember them; they weren't important to me. But it's like you know, it's like it's it's hard. And for the in the neighborhood, it was hard for a yeah. long time to well, be like outside of Ron and Melissa and Callie and Jason, who I think we. You know, just because we were across the street, right. like immediately were, you know, friends with right away. Um, the people next to us that are in um, Kelly and Dan's house, they were a little bit older, um, so they weren't like when we would be outside. They weren't out with us, like sure. hanging out. They were sure. just a, they were a different, um, they were in a different group. But um, yeah, it was just it was really hard for me to remember people, and so she made a little cheat sheet. That's nice. It was awesome. That's nice. I just nicknamed them inappropriately. <laughs> Yes. I would love to know what my nickname was. <laughs> well, you were just Jim. I think okay. you were the only Jim, right. right? I was one of, I am one of. Yeah. 18 Jeffs. There's yeah, a lot there's of Jeffs. There's like 100 Jeffs in our yeah. neighborhood. We got to start making some cuts up there. Um, 
Yes, I'd be curious what my nickname was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no <probably>, answer. <laughs> that's probably true. That's probably true. That's, that's great. Prob- but that's she, great. I, I will guarantee you guys got cookies from her. I will guarantee oh, that you I guys got cookies. I don't think You probably still have the Tupperware because you never gave it back. Her head is back. That will haunt me for the rest of my life, and I will feel <laughs> terrible about it. Oh, man, I tell you what. You should, you should feel sorry. I should. I think you guys got them, and you just didn't remember. Mm. I think I remember cookies. I, I know cookies. I like cookies. Yeah, but you, you were very, and even to a point where I was like, what are you doing? But she was like, new person moved in. Like, mm. you know, and you guys are in that realm, right? You might have been, a, I don't know, because then Nikki's house wasn't there. And so it was, nope. it was Kelly and Dan's, well, not Kelly and Dan's at that point, but they're, and then then open. And then, so you, there's no way you didn't get something moved, from us. We moved in in the winter. So I think that mm-hmm. might be why. Mm. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. And, and then. It's okay, Renee. On, forgive on, you. Mon- on Monday, you guys will have cookies on your day. I was going to say, they can still be delivered. <laughs> Cookies, cookies are always welcome. Still have time I'll pick up some crumble on the way home. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Classic. Classic. Yeah, no, like, and you, so I'm totally changing subjects. That's Actually, cool. no, I'm not going to. Jump around. Because um, you brought up, you know, just about how, like, being a professional working mom, right? And we didn't experience that. Because there's so much pressure on, like, a mom. Oh, for sure. Right? And I can't cry. imagine the guilt. Are you going to make me cry, Jeff? She's going to cry, Jeff. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try yes, real hard go. now. No. Um, but, no, like, one of my, like, uh, one of my best friends, like, his wife, you know, she's just this fucking badass professional woman, right, who is killing the game. And... You know, we talk about it a lot, just like how she balances that and being a mom. So, like, what do you, how do you balance that? Especially coupled with your need to like try to give everybody a chance. Second <laughs> right? and third chances. Like, how, I, that's just, you know, whatever. But no, but like, how do you balance that? Because I can't imagine that's easy because, you, you know, women just feel differently about that stuff than guys do. So, like, how do you handle that? Not well. <laughs> um, like you said, from a really young, it, it's it's hard. So, from a really long young age, like you said, I've always wanted to give my family more. So, for me, that was not, I've never been, like, the princess come save me, like, find a rich husband and, like, do it that way. Clearly. <laughs> I have always been a do-it-yourself kind of a girl. Like, mm-hmm. get good, like I said before, get good grades, go to college, get a good job, get the promotions, like, take care mm-hmm. of your yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, and then your family benefits from that along the way. Um, so me making the decision to stay working wasn't ever there wasn't ever another option for me mm-hmm. like that was always just the option the it was the only yeah the only way that we were gonna make it um and it was fine at the beginning um for the first couple years 
I will say when, I don't know if it was when COVID hit or when I really started knowing, and I, I'm going to feel bad for saying this, but yeah, like in our neighborhood, um, there's a lot of like non-working mothers for sure. There, I was, I felt like I was definitely the minority not only being a working mom, but being the breadwinner of the family at the same time. So not only did I have a job, but I had the pressure of maintaining that job. Yep. And seeing every day, every other mom around me get to stay home with their kids. Sure. And get to... From my perspective, and it got, it was bad during COVID. COVID was like a bad time mentally for a lot of people. For me, <laughs> I, I had a really strong comparison, like my comparison game was strong during COVID sure. because I saw all of these moms around me because then now I was at home, right? I was working from home. So before it was, I went into the office, I didn't have to see it, right? Like I left for the day, dropped mm-hmm. the boys off at daycare, I was gone for the day. It was fine. When I got home, when Jameson went into kindergarten, and then I started just seeing every other mom out playing with their kids, taking them to the library, taking them to the pool, taking, like, it was hard. Like, it was, I don't know, I felt selfish that I was choosing... It almost felt like I was choosing myself over my kids mm-hmm. and that I wasn't, I don't know, that I wasn't being a good mom because I wasn't there for them. And like we said before, I was counting on someone else to raise our kids or, I don't know. It was it was hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jenna and I have talked about this. Like, it was, I mean, we got, there was one parent specifically during covid that made a comment at one point in time because you know I wasn't able to be outside watching kids you know my kids play and there was a comment being that was just made that was like well I made a decision to stay home in order to yeah watch my kids and be closer to my kids and for me it was like an arrow just straight into my heart yeah um which is like, yeah. when you think about it, like one of the cruelest things you could probably say to a mother. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like and, there's no other and way. And I don't know if that. she, she didn't, I don't, I, I don't think she meant it that way, yeah, but, but that but is definitely how I took it. I, I, I yeah, I know that. I, I know what you're saying. Like yeah. it probably wasn't meant that way, but man, when you, when you look back at it, that's. Right. Like you hope that when you look back at it, like. They, the person probably doesn't look back on it, to be honest, because it, it was never, like, sure. brought up, right? Sure. But you would hope that when they did, they would look back on it and be like, oh, that was bad for them. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. even though, yeah, that was your choice, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, it was your choice. It was it was a choice. It was necessary, I feel like, too. Um, sure. But, yeah, it's just not a good thing to say. Yeah. But now... I feel like I've I've had my little pity party and sure. now 
you know, I, I do, I recognize that I don't know that if I'm being honest with myself, I don't know that I could be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would be able to have the patience. No. Um, yeah. I I, just being honest. Right. Like, and I, 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 I also have had the opportunity to just kind of reflect on that time period and say, yeah, I didn't give my kids that time with them, but I also hopefully have showed them that they can find a partner that can do it all, all, that can do both successfully and you don't have to, you know, you're what it like if you choose a partner and and she wants to stay home great but that's not the only way like she can still have a career and she can still be successful and she can provide for her family and and that's okay too yeah so my mom's a badass bitch right like not saying you're a bitch but but no but like (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing wrong with like with that you know what i mean like that's what their kids view their mother as. Right. You know what I mean? And, and they like, will, because that's how I view my mother. Yeah, like that's a fucking awesome thing right. mm-hmm. for them to see, yeah, right? I, and for my wife, from from my wife's perspective, it's an awesome thing that they were able to, you know, be with her so much during that time. And now they can see her doing that, as like doing her thing as well, right? And like, you know, I try really hard to like let them, like, look, mom's, you know, Thankfully, I'm at a position in my career where I have a lot more flexibility and can do things what I want, when I want, on my schedule and how I want. And so, like, I'm able to kind of, like, step in more uh, at the end of the day while she's still working and, and grinding, right? And, like, you know, I think that's all part of it, especially as they grow up, just, like, helping them understand, like, the sacrifices that have to be made one way or the other. Yeah, I would you know say it's I mean? never a balance. You're always no. You're always seeking balance, but the teeter totter is always going one way and the other. It's never for sure. It's never it's a, stable. It's a yo-yo. Yeah, it, right. You're right. constantly giving and taking and readjusting. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to like the, you know, having someone else raise your kids. I feel like, you know, because I grew up. Um, I can't remember where you, you were at in-home daycare or you didn't, you guys didn't, your mom was home. My mom kind of, it, it kind of bounced around. We, my mom was working and then she had my brother. And then after my brother was born, she had a stay at home. She was a stay at home mom. She ran her own daycare. And so she was there for about five years growing up. And then she went back into the workforce. Yeah. And I went to kinder care like in, um, you know, whatever you call it, a uh, um, center. Um, and I, I mean, I still know dudes that I went to kinder care with. Nice. So again, I, I didn't ever have an issue with them going right. Like to a, to a center. Um, we had Finn in a, in home, which I right. was never like, I, we did it for a financial purpose at the time because it was freaking expensive putting two kids in daycare. Um, but I had never done that, like that part of it before I wasn't, necessarily comfortable i wanted to keep him where he was but we had to do it for you know to to make it work um but i mean like i said i you know i i never thought it would be an issue um you know i felt comfortable sending them there um and like i said i i have dudes that i know today 
um, that I met in the first day that I was in kindergarten. I still know them, you know, however many years, 30 some years later. It's crazy. Mm. But yeah, there was just, again, I think kind of going back to COVID was the hardest part for me, especially when it was like, Again, it was, it was weird of, for everybody. It was, but like for <laughs> me, it was like I was on these crazy projects, right? Like crazy projects at work, and then again, sorry, Jen, I'm not by but you, like, and then I'd hear these moms, and you know, so we, I was working sixty hours a week. He was working forty, fifty hours a week, and then we had the boys that were home, and we were trying to, you know, like teach them <laughs> like do all this distance learning and then there was other moms across the street who didn't have the 60 hour work weeks being like oh you know like oh now I have to teach them and I'm like oh yeah okay now I have to teach them when mm-hmm. when do I have to teach them like I'm working 60 hours a day like or six hours a week I'll be honest, I don't know how you did it. Like, like I, I, I don't know how working parents, like, luckily, I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to stay at home during COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys managed. And I, my, at that point, like, my we job was very, again, it, was, it wasn't flexible. I worked, uh, uh, you know, my hours, you know, I was at work. But, you know, Target understood what was happening. Sure. Yeah. And they were very, like, what do we need to do? Yeah. Right. Right. How do you... How do you need to get your family stuff done? And and then still, like, the expectation was still there, right? Like, get, sure. your, get your stuff done. It wasn't ever like, oh, don't worry about Target, right? right. It was, right. as long as you're going to get your stuff done, do what you have to do because everybody's in this shit, right? Yeah. Like, everybody's doing the thing. And so um, I was able to, like, you know, be flexible and do, like, school stuff here and, you know, during, you know, lunchtime and, you know, be able to help. And, and I think that was really helpful because, I again, 100%. I don't know if I was – if I had to stay there because we were technically deemed essential at that point, if I had to stay in the office, I have no idea what would happen. Right. Like zero percent right. school probably for the kids during oh, that yeah, time. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, like, and that was one of those situations. Like, I was in the fucking thick of it, like with COVID, right? Right. COVID, George Floyd, like all the riots going on downtown. Mm-hmm. So like, we were just lucky that you know she was able to stay home because my life was fucking right. hell. 100%. During that time, so you know, I, I mean, we could. It's a whole other episode. I feel Jeff. like there's a whole entire show, <laughs> and there's probably a hundred shows out there just about how like how <laughs> wild COVID was for people. But yeah, I mean, it fucked up a lot of people, like with respect to just how they viewed things and realized like what was important, what wasn't. Um, you know, and obviously, like it, it impacted me to a point where it's like I gotta fucking make a career change you know because this just isn't sustainable for me um but anyways like that's like i said that's a whole nother show mm-hmm. um yeah no kudos kudos to you for for being able to fucking carry that bag and, and balance that because it's it's not an easy task you know and i will say you make it look renee you like you are almost like that Pinterest mom like everything in your house is beautifully done and you do the cute like everything is very well done and and perfectly put together and and you work no but it's true like that's that's how I see like I I look at how you know I raise my kids and everything's just very like 
slop together. <laughs> you know, I don't and know. And I will tell I you, and I'll tell you that this thing. is hard for her to hear this because she's she's terrible at receiving like great a compliment, like a compliment, like <laughs> feedback, like great feedback. But a lot of the family stuff is her. Like I do like stuff with the boys, and I like do sports stuff. But I don't like calendars. I mean, we wouldn't calendars. we wouldn't register for school. We wouldn't, you know, I mean, there are things that would literally not happen if she wasn't doing it. And like she said, like her job is much more demanding than mine is. Um, She is the breadwinner and it's always been that way. It's never been opposite. Um, But she also, right, always like within that job in her other job that she does um, still puts like all of the family things first. Mm -hmm. Um, Somehow. I don't understand it because... Again, I have a hard time just reading the calendar. And so it's like, it's, it's impressive. It's words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> words are very hard. Um, but it is very impressive. And so, um, you can't see her, but she, she cringes when she gets the, the positive feedback. Oh, thanks guys. Thanks guys. She whispers <laughs> not into the microphone. Sorry. No. Thanks guys. <laughs> but I you, think you guys do a good, you're a good partnership. Yeah. Like, yeah we make it work. Mm-hmm. We make it work. It's, uh, it's good. We talked about going back to the stay at home thing. We actually had the conversation about me potentially staying at home one time. And mm-hmm. I. That was during COVID. It, well, it was before. Just before. Yeah. Cause like it, it, daycare. Yeah. Daycare was crazy expensive. I actually, I actually started working at um, kinder care to get a 50% discount mm-hmm. um, on tuition or we probably wouldn't have been able to do it. Sure. Um, and I did that for, I don't know, a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, which helped us get through it. But yeah, we had, we had a serious conversation and I don't think I could do it. I would have. Yeah. Without a doubt. It, I couldn't. No, like, I, it would have been I've dangerous. A hundred times. And even then, times. like it was, you know, I mean, target is my career. I will be at target until I retire. And so I didn't want to give that up, but even then it wasn't even about that. It was more about like, I don't know if I can do it all day. Like, right. It's, it's scary to think about that. Like how you guys you lose your identity. Right. Because right. you're sure. putting everything yeah. into them. Right. And then like you said, when he gets home, you've been working all day. And I understand that mm-hmm. because same thing. Mm-hmm. But then you also have been working all day, right? And it's it's that balance where like, yes, he needs a break because he's been doing but you obviously need a break because you've yeah. also it's been tough. It's, yeah, it's super tough. It's tough all the way around. I will say for any stay at home moms, I found like it was really hard. I mean, I loved every second of it, but it was also very draining um, until I found the gym um, that did daycare. And so I got that, that break, break during the day. It was life-changing, and I it was healthy, and I was doing something for myself, and I had that break. Yeah. It was and, – and I had friends that went to the gym as well. So we would, it was like a social hour. We would do a class together and walk afterwards. And while the kids were playing in the the little daycare facility for an hour or two, it was a godsend. It was like life changing. So I rec, I highly recommend. So like, how was that? Was that like an easy decision for you to put your career on pause and be a stay at home mom? Or was there like, like, how did that conversation go? Like, did you volunteer? Was it more like, hey, I, I don't know. How I, I was not, like, I got a communications degree. I was never, really, like, really driven 
in like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm climbing the ladder, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't ever that. So if I was really driven in my career, I think it would have been harder, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I really put being a mom first, like yeah. having the family and catering to the family and, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so now like I'm working and it's more just to bring in the extra income and mm-hmm. save for retirement and that sort of thing. It's not yeah. because I love <laughs> what I do, you know, I, I enjoy the people I work with, but yeah. I mean, I think we were both, um, to kind of like piggyback on what she was saying. Like she, when I dragged her up here, Mm-hmm. right like she's not from here um and i think like the, you know the first job she had up here like it wasn't great mm-hmm. they fucking abused her right um you know took advantage of not knowing what she should have been doing you know and i was just working i wanted to work hard and i i'm a very <clears throat> dedicated loyal person and mm-hmm. so i work hard and they were taking advantage of that right mm-hmm. and you know, both of us were raised by um, mothers who were able to stay home when we were young. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I think we both kind of wanted that. And so, and so we, I don't know, I think we both kind of in the back of our head, like, knew that was knew probably going to be what was yeah. going to happen. And so, like, when she, when she was working in that, that, you know, that her first job up here that was kind of shitty, um, which we all eat shit when we start out, mm-hmm. right? Like, with all due respect. Um, it's just the way it goes. And knowing where I was and where I was going, it was kind of like, look, like, what do you want to do? Well, she wants to fucking be with animals all day, <laughs> right? That it, doesn't pay. No, <laughs> it doesn't pay at all, right? Um, you know, vets go to school for almost as long as, like, medical doctors go to school, and they make a fucking eighth of it mm-hmm. right um so you know she she found a job in the meantime like in that window from when she like left that one job to when we had kids you know that allowed her to kind of like help with animals and do all that stuff and then you know when we had kids it was like well she's making you know piddly so it's like well just, just fucking quit yeah. Right. Um, and take care of the kids You'd and save more money. Yeah. Oh, God. She would have yeah. been working to pay for daycare, which yeah. seemed right. like a fucking waste. Yeah. Well, it, what, you know, it would have been a waste. So it's just, you know, th- that was kind of a decision. I think we both kind of like subconsciously like knew it was going to happen mm-hmm. at the time. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of an easier decision for us. I think it would have been wildly different if when we were having kids, she was making 80, 90, hundred thousand dollars a year, that's a totally different conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I think you, depending on how you view the, you know, sending your kids to a center or, or bringing them to somebody, you know, and having them in, in home, whatever that is, that's the decision, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have the money to send them there, right. but are you comfortable with that? Right. right. Like, right. and that's a hard decision to make for sure. For sure. For sure. I, just know like I personally this was just my decision I I really wanted to be there in their early formative years like I just I wanted to be that person I wanted to develop I wanted to really be there full-time to develop that bond and not saying that you don't get that bond when you know you send your kids to daycare but I just that was just super important to me to to be the one with them all the time 
and make sure that they were being taken care of the right way. Because you never know. You never know. You do never know. No. And that's my biggest fear. The scariest thing. Yes. Yes. Not knowing. Right. Right. And so as a mom, like I, I empathize with how you had to have been feeling, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about this for hours. Hours. And I'm sure people are like, can you guys fucking move off of this? <laughs> um, so I think like the last thing I'll like, cause we've been going for fucking two hours and 10 minutes nice. now, just about, which is insane. And that's easy. This it's what happens when you talk to your Right. No, I trust me. I know it's my <laughs> wife's. It's uh, why my wife hasn't listened to all the podcasts yet because sometimes <laughs> these conversations go on forever. Um, you know, and some of them are going to resonate with more more with, than with others. Um, but you you mentioned being a, a, a hockey family, right? And it's it it's probably something that has. Uh, it's it's a theme that's kind of gone through a lot of the podcasts that I've been on is just sports parents uh, and being a sports parent. So transitioning into that, right? Like why hockey? Well, I think we need, I think we got to start off by just saying, kidding. I'm G- kidding. Jim and I both grew up playing sports and I think right. we can both agree. You got, you played sports. Like I think we yeah. can all agree that, one of the big reasons we encourage our kids to play sports is because of the amazing lessons that you learn for sure from sports. Yeah. Teamwork, taking care of each other, not being selfish, looking out for others, doing things for the benefit of the team, leadership, listening to people other than your parents, having respect for different adults and having them teach there's just so many things right um and so we knew we wanted to do that yeah i grew up playing volleyball and softball i love baseball i wanted my boys to play baseball with still I grew time up, there's still time i grew up you can on, play hockey and i baseball. grew up on softball diamonds in the summer and that's what i envisioned me doing with if i had boys or girls like i yeah. just knew it was going to be baseball or softball and heavy sigh and i married into a hockey family i have never in my entire life up until meeting jim Mm. well i should go back i've never been to a hockey game except for in college my college guy friends used to go to the there they were hockey (laughs) players and so i went to a few gopher games Mm -hmm. but like i know nothing we didn't grow up playing hockey or watching my dad doesn't really like hockey never knew anything about hockey And then marry into a hockey family. And now it's my life. So I think one of like one of the things I wrestle with, um, and I feel like hockey is hockey in Minnesota. Mm. <laughs> it's big. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like that. Huge. Hockey in Minnesota is the the epitome of what I fucking hate about youth sports <laughs> is how intense it is. Yeah. <clears throat> how do you balance that? Because you guys are in it like, right. you're in it so early. Yeah. So quickly. And it and it's not really. 
Like this is late. Like the, if I was starting a kid in hockey right now, it would be really late. Well, I think that's what I mean, right? right. It's like you got to start them early. Yeah. And and you don't have to start them early, but like it's hard to be like we I like on the on Finn's team or even Jameson's. Yeah. We have first time skaters out there. Right? Well, we're you know, we break them up into teams. There's no tryouts sure. yet, but we break them up into teams and then you get placed on a, you know, B1, B2, right. C1, T, you know, tier teams i think we need to get background so first we knew they <laughs> we knew that jim wanted the boys to play hockey jameson is eight finn is six we started the boys doing learn to skate at three yep. covid kind of threw a mix in there but both boys did about one three three sessions of learn to skate before they went into hockey the first year they did hockey was the first might year was kindergarten, so they were both five. five. Yep. That's earliest you can start playing organized. Earliest you can start playing organized hockey in Minnesota is five years old. You can't mm-hmm. like even if you're a superstar, like you have to. You can do other things, but you can't be in like the league, right? Like sure, whatever that is. But to even predate this, they tried every sport before that. They've tried sure. t-ball, yeah. uh, soccer. Right, right, right. Flag football, um, you know, all all the things. So yep. it wasn't like I, you know, like vicariously, right? Because I played hockey and I played sure. all the way through high school and I went on and I went to Michigan and I played um, for the Continental Elite Hockey League for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, full of Canadians, it was just trash. Hey. But it was still like, you know, like I didn't have a strong, like I, I wanted them to try it. And if they liked it, they liked it. I'm not big on pushing sure. You know, I'm not a big pusher. I'm a, like, I coach. And so the kids want to play. They're going to, you know, like, that's, they're going to play. If they don't like it, they're not going to, even if they're forced to do it. um, We have dads out there that, you know, the kids are out there with the wrong, they want them to shoot left-handed, they're right-handed. Like, it's, (laughs) it's super aggressive. You're right. It's super aggressive. They want them to do something when the kid's like, eh, you know, like, I'd rather play football Mm -hmm. or I'd rather do something else. correct but also there are a ton of these kids that i coached on our team right when we when we did football flag football there was four of those kids played hockey um you know and and on the t-ball teams you know soccer teams i see the kids that play with finn all the time um and so yeah we got them started you know what seems to be early but around this around the right times that they could learn how to skate first before getting out there and then just learning all the things. Cause it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's, you know, understanding your body. And For sure. It's, I mean, know, that's how it is with all sports. Yeah. hundred percent. All sports are complex. Yep. I, what I, what I will agree with you on, and we've had this conversation is that it, it can get to a point, And we also Renee and I have had this conversation that it is too much. Like we don't, mm-hmm. we right now have only done winter hockey. Correct. We've done right. no summer, no spring, no fall. On you. Yep. Everything else has been any other sport they've wanted to try, or yep. we just take some time off and they get to play and they get to enjoy being out with their friends and doing stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I enjoy it. Um, I grew up playing it. Um, my my um, you know, my earliest memories of hockey were going to uh, Minneapolis in the mornings to play with my cousins and uncles and mm-hmm. brother and dad, and we'd yeah. go out and. We'd rent a sheet of ice for two hours, and we'd 
my cousins were, they played at uh, North and one was a goalie. Um, um, my brother played forward. Um, my, my other cousins played forward. Like it was just fun time. It was like, yep. One played for right. the U. She was a, a goalie at the U. And so it was just a very, like, it's just a, it's a family thing. My dad used to make hockey sure. in the backyard, put sure. the lights up. Um, we'd have it all the way through the winter. He would be out there shoveling. You know, it was, it was awesome. It was just. Do you run into any <clears throat> crazy parents? Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I think though, honestly. Any and sport has any, that. Any sport has For that. sure. So we have, we have parent friends that we will say that, I mean, it is what they have their kids go through is pretty intense. And so I'm not, I'm big on, I want Jameson and Finn to tell me like it, what they want to do. If it's too much, it's too mm-hmm. much. And I'm okay with that. I'm never right. gonna, you know, I know he can be better if I put him in a three on three league in yeah. the fall before you know, sure. and I and I will next year. I'll do that because it'll be tryouts next year for him, like actual tryouts. Sure, we're like we're not invited, so we can't go. Like we just drop him off, and he just goes and tries to make a team. And so, mm. um, you know, there are some fundamentals that he his buddies have that he doesn't have because they play all You're the way right. through the summer. Sure, yeah, and I don't. I'm just never. I didn't start doing that. I played baseball. I played. F- uh, football tackle football when I got um, a little bit older I played basketball so like you know I I never did all year all year round hockey either my mom couldn't afford it one um yeah and and so I've always been just a fan of you know them developing and other things too um to to help it's cross training sorry this is my health nerd coming out but like cross training is nerd just alert. so nerd alert, nerd alert. It's just so important for their bodies too. They can't they're growing boys and they can't get special like their body needs to move in so many different ways in order for it to grow and develop properly and for them mm-hmm. to be limited to just skating bent over like motions is unhealthy for their development. They need to be running and jumping and yeah. using their body in Absolutely. different ways. I just, I'm. So many sports complement each other. Yes. Right. And um, I want them to experiment and see what they like to do. Right. Yeah. Like it's. They all play into it, right? Like a, like I said, you can play hockey and baseball too, right? Like mm-hmm. swings a swing. Right. Right. Like it's body mechanics coordination. and hand-eye coordination and like just like learning how to transfer pow- mm-hmm. power from your feet to your hands, you know, through your trunk and all that stuff. Um, yeah, like, you know, I, I want to ask like my wife, um, cause I feel like you didn't grow up in like, a, I mean, I know your brother played basketball and your dad's big into sports, but like you weren't big into them. Um, and like, that's all my family, like really like so much of my family life revolved around sport. Um, whatever that may be, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. Right. Um, so I'm just curious, like your take on sport. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah, can call anything. it sports, but like just sport in general, and like you find it important, valuable, too much. I mean, that's an all-encompassing question, but I'm just curious, like your general thoughts on it. Um, I mean, I think it's important. I think it's great. 
Um, I think it's a good outlet for them to stay busy and focused and instead of doing other things. Um, I will say like I personally wasn't super involved in sports because of our family situation. Like we went through multiple moves and my parents struggled for a little while. They went bankrupt um, with a, a business um, that kind of fell through. Um, so like things were just really stressful and they couldn't afford a lot. And so they never put an emphasis in getting us into sports. And so when I started sports, <laughs> um, like volleyball, it was late. So I was like way behind everybody. Everybody had been doing it since they could walk. Um, and so going back to that. And so then I just, you know, I was just behind. And so I am also kind of hard on myself and a perfectionist in certain ways. So because I wasn't one of the best, because I was behind, I wouldn't try as much. And that Jack, that's where Jackson gets it. <laughs> if I'm not going to be the best, then I'm not going to try. <laughs> so, um, then I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, and, and that's, that's, it's an awful trait. And I try to, we try to work with Jackson on that because it's horrible and it, does not help you at all. But, um, so yeah, so I mean, going back to that, you know, with kids starting so early, like, I think it's great to have them involved, but so many parents like psychos about it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like pushing them to do so much all the time and investing all this money in these specialized camps and this and that. And it's like, why can't you just let them do it leisurely for fun, especially in these younger Mm -hmm. years, let them experience a, an array of sports see what they like and only get them involved in a couple at a time and not be so like let's practice seven days a week you know five hours a day like it's just it's nuts to me and the the interesting part about that just being in there because I'm not like I've been I've coached Jameson every year um Finnegan now for last year and this year the interesting part about it is exactly what you said though so if they're not doing that now Mm -hmm. They're behind. They're behind. So regardless whether they've started at five or seven or nine, like you, it, it's it's so easy for them. Like if Jameson would have been in the next level up this year, like it, like tryouts would not have gone well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember tryouts. Like mm-hmm. when you get there, it's it's just like test taking. It's nerve. You can you you have all the tools but you have to do them like on command and you have to do things when people tell you to do them and you have to do them right under pressure, but under <laughs> pressure. And not only that, but you're doing them against everybody else. Yeah. So like there's added pressure to that too. And we just haven't been there. Like we just haven't, I haven't put them in those clinics and I haven't like done those things. And, um, it, <clears throat> if he wants to play at that level, that's what has to be done. At some point, um, Finn, I think we've agreed, will be like the rec kid. He will be a baller. He will be able to catch a football anytime he wants to. He won't be f- like Finn. I don't think will be fundamentally like a like sports team player like all the way up. Like I feel like Jameson will be, you know, on the team. He'll make Finn is more independent Correct. in his sports he he I can see him playing tennis or golf or track right but he will be good at the rest of it he will be because he plays with the big boys he plays Mm -hmm. with he does all the things that Jack and Jameson Mm -hmm. and 
you know, all the yep. stuff everyone else does. Yep. But he's not going to be like Jamison will play for high school, maybe, like if, if, if it happens. And Finn will be the guy who, like, practices with those guys because he's that good. Sure. He just isn't interested in, like, being that, being on the team. He just knows that he's good. That's what his – and he'll find his niche. You know, like, a, that's a good example. A tennis, that's individual. A golf, which I would absolutely love. Like, something that he can do as an individual and win because that's what he does now. Like, we've tried football, and he loved practicing. Loved it. As soon as we got into the games, he would not play. He would not play. Like, mm. I could not get him to go out there and play against others. Do you think that's something that he will outgrow? It's just because he's <laughs> at, young? At some point, maybe. But, like, and he's done it for soccer. Like, he's done it for soccer. He's been, he loves soccer now. Like, soccer's the thing. Right. Um, But, yeah, he's just very, like, it's on Finn's time. It's always been that way. And, th- and this is where I struggle and what I struggle with. Um, And this is not, like, a slight on you guys by any stretch that you're, you're doing, you know, we're all looking at a, like trying to look into a crystal ball, but he's fucking six. Right. Yes. Right. Like he's six years old. Right. He's got so much time in front of him to improve and or change or anything like that, that we kind of like put, we put our kids in like these boxes and or say like, you know, uh, you know, theoretically, Jack's good at golf, so I'm just gonna like focus him on focusing him, him in on golf. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's not, um, but if I did that, right? Like, am I? Am I? <laughs> yeah, well, I, no, I'm. Just, I'm just like right. combing, like trying to throw out an example. Like, am I selling him short somewhere else? Right, and I know, like from my experience, and I'm sure yours is, you probably have similar. Um, the heroes when of seventh grade whatever sport correct didn't fucking make the high school like the varsity team right because all these kids mature at different ages Mm -hmm. and like that's where i like i get so frustrated and so like upset with the current landscape and i know like i can't change it or anything like that but so i just kind of like i i work really hard to like tell jack like look like you're you, you might not be good at this now. Right. And I'll tell him point blank, yeah, like you can be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to keep working at it. and But only if you're passionate about it. You right. Know, if you're not, you give a shit, it. man. Like you want to get into computer science, let's go for that. Because right. you'll probably make a billion dollars doing that. You, right. It's unlikely you'll do it make, playing sports. Correct. I hope you play sports because I, I loved them. And I want to cheer you on for that. But I'll also cheer you on at science camp mm-hmm. or computer camp, whatever that may be. <clears throat> yeah, and I... I think as a parent, like, you want your kid to do well in sports, yeah. right? And you want them, like, the experience. They, you want, like, I would love him to experience high school hockey the way I did. You know, yeah. be on the, go through the, the JV team, be able to, be able to go to a state tournament. Same. Like, be on the varsity team at Same. some point. Like, it's, it's interesting. Like, when we went to our first hockey meeting, the head coach was there. And this was when the kids were, you know, Jameson was five. Sure. And he literally was like, the varsity head coach, he was like, look around the room. Like, less than a quarter of you guys will play varsity hockey at Rogers. Like, just put it out there. Like, with all the kids and everything that's happening and every, like, just check it off the list. Like, you guys will play up until, you know, like, high school starts, and then you will go a different direction because in, in better words than this, you won't be good enough to make this team. And it was sure. like it's an it's it's a real thing. Like, and I played that sport, so I understand that. 
But again, to tell five year to tell five year olds that, and it's just it, you're right. It's intense, yeah, but we have that it conversation. Was a parent meeting though, it was the kids weren't. There. No, I know, but like again, you're that's translating, right? That's telling parents like, oh, get them into the three on three. Get him into the skills yeah. uh, thing. Get him into this to try to build a better base when they're five, six, seven. So then when they get to the point of starting to do tryouts, they're not on the D team. And we we have this thing that we do um, at uh, dinner that we pull little cards and we like ask around the table, like, what is it? And one of the cards we pulled. Table talk. Table talk. One of the cards we pulled the other day was, would you rather be the best on a losing team or the the worst on a winning team right and we asked the kids that Mm -hmm. and i can't remember they had split answers like what which one would be whatever but we actually had dialogue about it Mm -hmm. and you were the you had said that you were the best on a losing team and that sucked Mm -hmm. and i coming into my first year of varsity was the low i was a swing player so i was the high on the jv team but the absolute lowest number. They, I only got called up if someone got hurt. Yep. And so again, we just had different viewpoints on that. And so I think it's an interesting question, right? Because you know you can go through and never send your kids to something, and at some point they might excel. They might just figure shit out and go. But like again, the kids that go to camp, the kids that do skills on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're learning far more things. In, For sure. In advancing faster doesn't mean they're going to get to the end faster no but they're advancing faster that they're going to be on the a b team whatever getting those experiences while some other kids right. that don't have that because either the parents can't afford it or the kid just doesn't want to do it but still wants to play hockey which is perfectly fine will always be on that cd team that doesn't go to tournaments and doesn't yep. do you know what i mean so i don't know it's just it's an interesting you know but it's all sports because we were actually talking to some parents that their kid is really good at basketball, really good. And he, like, isn't, you know, he should be on the best team, and he's not on the best team. Like, because of, you know, political things that happen within the organizations, which are always going to be there. They were there when mm-hmm. I was there. Um, but it's not, I don't think it's, <clears throat> it's not fair across the board in youth sports how, things like how teams are put together sometimes and who gets to be where and do what so it is it's always it's always been very political too yeah you'd hope talent wins out right in generally i would like to say generally it does ultimately i think you know there's always that point where the rubber hits the road yeah if you're good enough you're gonna make the team um now if you're fringe and there's some issues, yeah. Right. You might not, right? But if you're good enough, you're going to make the team. If you can help the team win, that's ultimately what a coach cares about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I always, I, I mean, I feel like we talk about it all the time, right? But, you know, you you played hockey. You wanted your kids, you know, I played baseball. Mm-hmm. I would love for Jackson to play baseball. I was going to ask you that, right? Because the political answer is you want him to do anything he wants to do. But what's the, like the real answer? Like the real answer is, is you would, you would love him to either do, cause you play basketball, right? As well. Yeah. But I like, didn't give a shit. Right. <laughs> so like you want him, do you like, you would rather have, you would rather go watch him play baseball than anything else. Baseball or football. Okay. Um, but like, I just, I hit my experience growing up, like with my dad being, you know, all world, whatever in basketball. Mm-hmm. I, 
I mean, I've never asked him to play baseball. Sure. Do you think that's intentional? Oh, it's 100% intentional yeah. on my part. Because you don't want to push him into it. I don't want to push him into it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't try. Yeah. I was probably good enough to play more than I did, mm-hmm. but I never put forth the effort sure. because I was never going to be 6'6". Right. You know, and, you know, be able to touch the top of a backboard. Right. Like my dad could. Right? Sure. So it was just like, you know, what am I even doing here? Right. Right. Um. So, yeah, so like this... I mean, this this is recent. It's like within the last like four months. Jackson's like, I, I don't want to play football. I want to play baseball. That's all. I, I see him like, out there with you playing cool. catch. It's awesome. Like that's great, man. Like whatever you want, just let me know. Like we'll go play catch. You know. And it's nice to see him showing interest in that. Mm-hmm. But I do try. Like I have to try so hard not to like correct him all the time. Yep. Because <clears throat> that's all I want to do. Yeah. Like here's like. Here's well, you want to do it as a dad, right? right? But you play the sport, well, so that's yeah. What the and hard I also want to be like, dude, like I can, like in the back of my head, I'm sitting here going, I can teach you how to throw 95 miles an hour right. plus, right? I know I can. I know you have an arm. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I can get you there, but I'm also like, I don't want him to hate it, right? You know, and um, that, I mean that's smart, right? Because they can right now get to a point where it's like, ugh. You know what I mean? Well, it's resentment. Yeah, hundred percent. Full on turns into resentment. I yep. mean, like I, I hated having to go out and shoot free throws with my dad. <laughs> Fucking hated it because I'd miss it. And they're called free for a reason, Jeff. <laughs> <sighs> you know, it's a classic line. By yeah, the way. and I, you know, I, I have a hundred thousand things I could say to him about baseball, like about why, you know, right? What you got to do, I, you know? But I just, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Don't want them to do that, right? I don't know, man. It's and and getting the boys into hockey, like I had the same thought process, but like I don't. The hard part about being coach out there is that like I don't get to focus on him at all, zero. Right. We have one guy that's out there that focuses on his kid a hundred percent of the time, and everybody sees it. Yeah. And yeah, nobody, nobody likes that guy. No. Like, nobody likes the guy that only follows his kid. Because you're not oh, out sure. there for your kid at that point. You're out there for everybody else's kid. Like, not just, your, you know, comes Absolutely. to your station, you want to do, yeah. you know. But, like, I've, I've watched Jameson play hockey twice. Yeah. Like, from the stands in four years. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm on the bench. I'm coaching sure. other kids. I don't, yep. I've missed goals. Right? Yeah. Like, I've missed. 100%, man. Right? And, and, like, when he comes off the ice, I got to coach him. I can't. You know, good job, buddy. Like, yeah. you know, you know, that was, you know, I, I say it if he does good, but it's like, I, he sees me do that to everyone else too. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's not the same. It's not, it's not individual praise now because, oh, you just did that with Gus or you just did that with Ricky. Like, yeah. you know, and, right. and there's a separation there. Cause I'm not dad at that point. Like I am, but do you find yourself, uh, not paying attention to him on purpose. No, or... I, I actually try to, I actually try to, cause he, he does well, but he can, he, when he chooses to apply himself, he's very good at things. Like sure. his just, he's always been really talented, like hand-eye coordinate really early, like being able to yeah. shoot, being able to catch, being able to throw. But when he just does it, he just, it's not like expectations are like, oh, this is going to be great. And then he's just, I'm like, what are you doing, man? So what yeah. I try to do is not put myself in that position because sure. Like I don't want him to hate it either, and I don't. I don't care if he stops. I was actually hoping Finn wouldn't like it. I put Finn in um, 
a learn to skate. It was called Little Wild. Minnesota does it. Um, and it's like six sessions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they don't, I mean, these are kids that have never done anything in hockey. It's meant for first skaters only. So they're yeah. taking baby steps out there. They're not striding, doing anything like that. It's just like, do you want to do it? You get free, free, but you pay for the you pay for the program. You get all the equipment. They give you a stick, helmet, all the way down. Sure. Um, and so that was like the test. And if he wouldn't have wanted to play, I would have been a hundred percent okay with him not playing hockey. Yeah. Because like I understand what life's going to be like with two hockey players. It's going to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was great yeah. to see you guys. By the way, like I, we will never see you guys. We will. We will see <laughs> no one because she will be at Blaine and I'll be at Rogers, or we will be. It'll be, we'll be going all over the place. And so um, I would have been 100%, you know, um, good with uh, with him doing it or not doing it and decided sure. to do something else. But um, he, you know, turned out to like it. And Lucky for me, <coughs> stuck in a cold rink. Yeah. Bundle up. Yeah, you got to get over that because that's going to be your life for a while. Oof. But, yeah, so um, I try not to when I'm out there. I try to, I want to critique them and I want to teach them. Like there's kids out there that do some, crazy stuff at eight years old man sure it is like sure. impressive to me like yeah. the way that their hands are at that age sure. and the way that they can skate and their body awareness and like it's they're you're always gonna have them you're right they're mm-hmm. they're always gonna be there and at some point they're gonna not be there or maybe they go on and be that person they're right. the one in the whatever it is that gets to go to college and play you know the d1 or d2 or whatever it is um but yeah, I try not to, I try not to focus on a lot of the stuff that he does, like, sure. unless we're at home shooting in the garage and I can like break it down, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but out there, I try not to at all. Yeah. It's hard, but absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, we're at two and a half hours <laughs> and I would like my life, my wife to listen to this someday. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe we'll pick this conversation up again sometime, but yeah. Next vacation. Um, Let me take yeah, next care. vacation. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so thank you, you know, for agreeing to jump on this. I know it wasn't easy. Thanks for having us. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's, what is that, the ninth time you've said that? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, really of course. Thank, yeah, thanks for thanks for willing to being willing to jump on this to, you know, Jim and Renee and also to my wife. Uh, I know she was probably a little bit more uncomfortable with this than she would let on. Um, but yeah, no. So everybody listening, uh, appreciate you tuning in. Sorry if this was a little long. Yeah. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate five stars, unsubscribe, subscribe again, <laughs> share it on social media if you can. Cause I can't, even though Renee will tell me how to do it later. <laughs> yeah. And until, uh, until next time, everybody be good. 